Poppy, what's going on, brother? What's up, man? How are you today? Ah, uh, you know what? I'm good. We made it through the work week. It's been a rough two weeks at work. I'm happy it's over. Likewise. It's, um... Hold on, I'm typing something in here. I see that. Mm. Ask if you're good to go. You tell me, yeah, then you just... Well, you know, I figured we might as well just get it popping now while we can. That's fair. Um... No, Memorial Day weekend. Here we go. Excited, ready to get it popping. Um, yeah, work week is over. I'm very thankful that it is. Um, short week, short work week for me. It was not for me. Next week will be. I'll have Monday off. Yeah, next week will be for me also. I said fuck it Monday night. Did not go. Great success. Great success. Um, of course I'll be off Sunday night. And then I have another day off coming up on June the fourth. So I'll back to back. I'll back to back long weekends coming up. How about you? Yeah, very excited. Um, this weekend, me and Steph are going to Fairfax, Virginia. Okay. To go see Cody Johnson and Randy Hauser in concert. There you go. So very exciting. Very excited to go do that. Um, Cody Johnson's like that. He's like that like old school cowboy country singer. Like he might lasso somebody in the crowd. I mean, he actually is like a, a cowboy. That that's like that's like certified, but um I listened to his album when I was at work the other night. Um, How that treat you? It was good. I I I had listened to it in bits and pieces before, but I haven't listened to it the whole way through. Um so I listened to it in its entirety. And you have you have people like like Luke Combs, like Morgan Wallen, like they have like it's like it's like a modern day country sound, yeah. Cody Johnson is like an old school country feel. Interesting. Yeah, it's different, but it's a it's a nice change of pace. Okay. Um, and then Randy Hauser, he's got people probably don't recognize the name, but if you hear songs by him, you know. Okay. Do you want to throw rocks at him, Randy Hauser? Yeah. No, I'm excited to see him. Okay. He's know. he's he's um he's really good. I know. I, I said to Steph, I'm like, yeah, he's opening for Cody Johnson, and she's she didn't know who it was. I had played like I think I played like three, four, five songs by him, and she's like, yeah, I know all of them. Interesting. So yeah, hmm. no, very excited. Let me let me look him up on Spotify real quick. I, now you got me. Now you got me curious. Do I know any of his music? If you play, if you like listen to the songs, yeah, you'll realize that you do know songs by him. Note to self, how country feels, running out of moonlight, boots on, rub a little dirt on it. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe I know something. I'm not going to play any of his music for copyright reasons, but... Yeah. Once once we're done recording... Interesting. Um, Play one, and you'll be like, okay. Hmm. Boots on is the one that I know the, is the, one that I know the best. Boots on. Yeah. That's what I know the best. So, um, yeah. All right. Yeah. We, uh, Sarah and I will be leaving for camping tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get a little little weekend getaway. Just her and I. We're gonna go for a little hike. Hopefully, she takes it easy on me. Bro, she loves hiking. You got that asthma too. I do have asthma, man. It's bad too. That's why we had to go to Walmart to get my prescription. I had to get my daily asthma inhaler. Yeah. Um. That was an ordeal. <laughs> It was an ordeal, but not because of my prescription, because yeah. of Ziggy's prescription. Yeah, I had to go. I had to go get Ziggy's on thyroid medication. Nothing crazy. 
Um, but I had to go, we had to go get his refill. Um, and gave him the last name. Well, they had the last name in wrong. They have his name in the system as Ziggy Canine. Which he is a canine. He is a canine, but that's not the point. His last name will remain a secret, but it's not canine. It's not SB either. It's not SB. No. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. But it was it was a whole ordeal. We had to go through the line twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dude working behind the counter panicked once. We decided to give him a brief moment. The lady that stepped in in front of us, like right behind us, they got back in, like when we got back in line. Are uh, you talking about the one with the with the potato rolls and the yeah, donut cart? That was, a, that was a disaster. That was a disaster. This lady, like, our screen's like frozen right now, but it's fine. Um, okay. She had to like change registers and got like pissy that this guy didn't like have her $2 coupon. And she's like, where's my coupon? Oh, you already lost that, huh? And, like, it's making, like, all these smart remarks. It's like, just give him a second. Hold on. That's why I'm happy that I don't work in retail anymore, because that's, like, a, that's such a pain in the ass. Oh, I know. She wanted, like, the problem fixed instantly. It's your medication. There's rules. You can't just, like, yeah. show up and take it. Yeah, you can't just out of nowhere just fix your shit, and that's it. Yeah. She got a prescription. Everything was fine. We got back in line. And then there was another ordeal. This dude still could not find the prescription. No. But we got it. Ziggy's good. He's going to be medicated. He's good to go. Yep. I will be medicated as well. But like I said, I need Sarah to take it easy on me in the, on these hikes. Not only do I, A, have new hiking boots. So, yeah. So, like, my feet are going to be killing me by the end yeah. of that. And... B, I'm in. I'm a shape, but I'm not in shape. <laughs> like, you might want to take those boots and go run around in your backyard for like twenty minutes tonight. Yeah, my feet already hurt from wearing blazers to work today. Well, that was your first fucking mistake. Well, it was a short day. Fridays are short days. That's still a mistake. They weren't this bad before. They're, they've gotten worse. Like, I can't wear my Yeezys anymore to work because they're just too flat for my feet. Yeah, these are just way too flat. They yeah. weren't this bad though. I like I don't know. They've gotten way more uncomfortable on my feet. Well, I I can say for a certainty that you had them when we went to Charleston. That's true. They're probably just old and worn out now at this point. Probably. It's been a few years, but uh Monday have a cookout to go to. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a good weekend. Does sound like fun. Looking forward to an extra day off, I'll be honest. I think that's what everybody's looking forward to the most, right? It's supposed to be, be... I don't know. I don't know what the weather's supposed to be like right now. As you can see, I, we've never had the room this right, this bright before. Um, mostly because I just didn't realize I could open the blinds fully. Yeah, you always open it like halfway. Maybe, maybe like a third. But like at this point, the sun's like... Right there. That's you. That's what you look like. I wasn't doing that. I was just like a little wrap around. That's it. A wrap around. You know what it's from? No. That's from Mr. Leahy from uh, Trailer Park Boys. Never watched it. He takes a bottle of. Uh, I know who. I know who Bubbles is. Yeah, Bubbles. So Leahy's like the trailer park supervisor. He's like a bottle of vodka. Dude's like pissed drunk. He's like, I do a little wrap around. It starts drinking. <laughs> a little wrap around. Come on, man. 
Gotta get you hip with the times. We watched, this was a while back. I don't know what made me just fucking think of this. Um, at Steph's house, we watched the movie. You ever seen Hot Fuzz? Yeah. Okay. I th- can't help but fucking laugh every single time I fucking see it. Um, the main, two main, the two main people are taking back this drunk guy to his house right before he actually, right before he gets killed. Um, and they say, <laughs> and they drop him off at the house to like carry him the whole way, and he's like pissed, fucking drunk. It's a it's a it's a British movie if you haven't seen it before. It's funny, but it's it, it's it's everybody's from England. Um and the dude turns around and looks at him and he's like, How much do I owe you? And the one like the set like not the main character, but like the dude who's like playing the supporting role says, uh twenty quid and the dude takes the takes a twenty out of his pocket and hands it to the dude and the main dude takes it out of his hand to hand it back to him. He's like, Here's your change. He's like he's like, God bless you, turns around and falls fucking face first in front of the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as shit. It was it was fucking hysterical. And then I fell asleep on the couch. As one does. Yeah. When the movie comes around, you gotta take a nap. If you've never seen the movie before, so Hot Fuzz is it's it's about police. Um it's about this guy who's like in a very busy precinct in I don't even know if that's a proper terms for like the United Kingdom. But fuck it. That's what we call Who cares? That's what we call it in the United States. That's what I'm going to continue to call it. Um, but he was at a really, really busy station, and then they they kind of promoted slash demoted him. They moved him to the slowest station, but they put him in charge of it. So real backhanded promotion. Exactly, exactly. So like, it's like so fucking unorganized. Like there's some dude who's like pissed drunk at the goddamn bar, and uh, the. The main character is trying to like get information out of the dude at the at the bar, <laughs> and uh, like arrest him for being public for like public intoxication. Well, he just so happens to work at the fucking police station, <laughs> so he just oh let, my god, he just let himself out. <laughs> That's too funny. It's funny, but like the, at the very end of the movie, it's nothing but fucking action. People shooting each other, people dying. That's sick. They like they like right all the wrongs that have happened. But it's only the last twenty minutes of an hour and forty minute movie. It's been so long since I've seen this movie. I couldn't. I couldn't recall any of this. And it's like, re- like, like English humor compared to American humor is really, really, really dry. Oh yeah. Like you have to pick it up immediately, or you don't think it's funny. Yeah. Um. So I fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep. Steph fell asleep. It's a good movie. <laughs> Yeah, the twenty quid part that was just funny as shit. Me and her, like, I still, I'll still say to her dad every now and again. He like la- pisses himself laughing. Does he actually pee himself? Uh, not really. It'd be cool if he did. Oh, okay, yeah. It made me, it made me feel a little bit, a little bit less insecure. What's up, bro? I'm just, just fixing. Do you think I'm not? I'm, I'm, I'm paying you no fucking mind. You were though. You were looking at me like, what are you doing down there? It's just, <laughs> I was just giving myself some space. I never know what he's doing down, down there. there. God bless. All right, well, let's get into it a little bit. We don't have much on the docket, but we have a few things that might take a little bit of time. First on the docket, Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, for a while, for a while, it's kind of been like, oh, they're playing really, really well. This is exciting. Great success. You know, we don't really know. I mean, I, th- I think we've said before, like, as like a, stand- a permanent standing talking point, we just had we just had 
Orioles are chaos. They're like causing chaos in the entire MLB. That was their whole thing last year. Whole thing last year, and it felt like that was kind of how it was starting off this year. Mm-hmm. Well, we're over 50 games into the season now, and we're still the second best team in the American, not even the American League, in the entire MLB. Um, the only team better than us record-wise is the uh, is the Rays. Yeah, and it's not even that we have this little Weenie Hut Junior like schedule that we've been playing. We just got on a six game road trip in Toronto and in New York we against one, the Yankees, and we lost one game. We went five and one. Yeah, we lost one game. Um, so of course the majority of people who listen to this they are Orioles fans. Um, so you guys also know, um, what's going on as far as the as far as the Orioles go. But um, the Orioles of old are gone. This is this this is a new time. I think we've turned the page. The Orioles are here. The rebuild, I think I think this was the time, like this season was the time that everybody anticipated that we would be doing what we did last year. So we're a year ahead of everything. Yeah, I think you're gonna see the Baltimore Orioles be a big mover at the trade deadline. Stacking some pieces. Um, I don't think the Orioles will have the best farm system in the base in the majors come next season. So we're going to end up trading away a lot of that. I think. <laughs> and, uh, sorry, dude, I, I, I'm not saying we're going to go out and trade for Shohei Otani. Like everybody, like that. Some people rumor, I don't think we're going to be trading for Shohei Otani. No, I don't think so either. I would love it. Yeah. I, th- I think a lot of people would, but. But realistically, that's just not a move the Orioles are going to make. It's not. It's yeah. It's just not going to be that way. There's going to be some. There's going to be some people. The Orioles will probably go get like one or two dogs. Probably one. Probably like one big trade, and then like two or three minor trades. Starting pitching is what I think is going to be the most. Is is what I think we're going to go for the most? Because right now the bullpen is doing so well. Uh huh. That you need the support from the starting pitching, and there and there are times where guys are going deep into games. Kyle Gibson can do it. I've seen Grayson do it before. Kramer's capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Last night, I think Gibson went seven right against the Yankees. G- Gibson Gibson's been far and away our best pitcher so far. Oh yeah, of the season. Um, even though Dean Kramer is a very very close second behind him. Um, honestly. A move that I, I I really think the Orioles could make is possibly swinging a deal with the White White Sox for Dylan Cease. I've talked about that move a good bit because right now Chicago is sitting at twenty one and thirty one. They're in fourth place, in it, to put it delicately, the mediocre AL Central. I think that's probably the worst division in the American League. Well, I mean, when you look at what the AL East is doing, where every team was power ranked in the top ten. Well, not even. I mean, even if you even if you look at what's going on in the West, the West has one team below five hundred. That's just the A's. the The Central has one team uh, over five hundred, and they're two games over five hundred. Must be nice. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, the the Twins are twenty six and twenty four. They're the best team in the Central right now. They would be in. They they're tied for fourth. In the American League West, with Seattle, that's pathetic. They would be tied for fourth in the East with Boston. I think it's funny. I think Houston still has the second best odds to win the World Series of AL teams. Ooh, hmm. what's up? 
That's interesting. I think the Rays have the best odds to win the World Series of AL teams. The a- the A's are according to according to um who is this is these projections? Something according to CBS's website, they're giving the Rays excuse me a ninety point nine percent chance of winning the division, and they're only giving the Orioles a win total of eighty seven point eight. When I think according to most most analytics uh, projections, were projected at over hundred wins. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're what, 31 and 17? 33 and 17, right? 33 now. and 17. There you go. I don't know how you look at that and say, yeah, they're going to go. They're going to win. They're going to win 50, 54 50 more games. Yeah, for the rest of the season. Oof. No way. Um, as But, I mean, as, as far as making trades go, I mean, Shohei Otani, I, I think that's like. I think that's so far out of the realm of possibility for the Orioles. They would have to give up Jackson Holiday. We would have to give up an arm and a leg, dude. Like we would have to give up like a, a deal for a deal for Shohei Otani would probably include Jackson Holiday, Austin Hayes, uh, D.L. Hall. See, I was thinking like Jordan Westberg, D.L. Hall, Anthony Santander. And probably somebody else. Yeah. If not like a first round pick. I don't think you can trade picks. Yeah. Maybe the rights to the pick. I don't know. Maybe. I, I the ba- baseball's weird. How, Baseball how is very weird. What's how they do it? Um and probably like at least one or two other like lesser prospects. Yeah, I mean I mean they 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 would have to mortgage the farm in order to get show, somebody like Shohei Otani. And it doesn't um, make a ton of sense cuz you would have to lock him up for Right, which which is something that I don't think the Orioles would be capable of doing. Seven or eight years, but if you traded all of that, you only guarantee you get him for a half a season. But with the talent that's already on the team, adding somebody as talented as Shohei Otani, a guy who possibly could win the Cy Young and, a- and AL MVP. Oh, Poss- yeah. Oh, po- yeah. Very, very possibly could win both of those awards this season. Oh, I don't, I don't want to dismiss what Shohei can do as a baseball player. For the Orioles' perspective, it doesn't make sense. No, there's there's some other guys out there. The offense isn't the issue. It's it's, it's starting pitching. Yeah, it's, I wouldn't even say it's the back end. It's just it's just the starters. And the problem is is that you're just not getting the longevity that you need. True. Um, if we were if we were better equipped in the bullpen, if we which which we're really really well off. We're we we re- do okay. We're really well off between Felix Bautista, who's probably a top five closer in the bigs. Fair. Yanir Cano, who is turning into a premier set of man, who is in contention over an AL Rookie of the Year. Fair. And then um, Danny Columbe, or ha- uh, Col- whatever the fuck. I think fuck. it's Columbe. Whatever. Guy we traded for early this, like right before the season started for cash consideration. He's turned out to be a really, really solid piece of the bullpen as well. So we have three guys we can rely on, you know, day in, day out, come out of the bullpen. Some guys are have had their struggles. But on the whole, it's a hundred and sixty-two game season, right? Everyone's gonna have their struggles at one point or another, right? On the whole, the bullpen's been holding up really, really well. It's just, you know, the starting pitching is what's been the big issue. John Means is supposed to start a, um, I guess it's like a simulated game. I don't know. I don't. I I guess that's what they're called. John Means about to start. 
extended spring training. Okay. That's what they're sending John Means. Interesting. Yeah, so so he's about to start pitching again, which is really, really encouraging. Get John Means back. He doesn't even have to be a starter anymore. He could be a bullpen guy. A guy you put in one, maybe two innings, middle, like a middle reliever. That really takes a lot of pressure off of the, off the starting pitching as well because you have a guy who two years ago, maybe last year it was, whenever he threw the no-hitter. I think it was last year. Should have been a perfect game, but it was a no-hitter. It was a drop, a runner reaching on a drop third strike away. From a perfect game, yeah. From a perfect game. Yep. Sad. It's the only no-hitter in MLB history with no walks. Allowed. Hurts. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the I mean the the Orioles, they're no, like they're no longer like the laughing stock of the MLB. They were not. I think after the last season, they they definitely established that they're no longer the laughing stock of the MLB. But right now, I think you look at the Orioles. I think I think um Kyle Gibson said it best. This is not a, this is not a team that you just roll over for anymore. Even Nestor Cortez said it. Nestor Cortez, Nestor Cortez said, this is not the team, because I, I believe he was a part of the organization. Uh, and we moved him, I think. I think he was part of the Jorge Mateo, like us getting Jorge Mateo in return. I think you're right. Um, He even said, this is not the organization I walked into. He said, this is a complete 180. Yeah. Complete 180. And that's that says something coming from possibly, well, not possibly, He's the not. second best starting pitcher on the New York Yankees. Right. I was say something. I was gonna say possibly the best, but they have Garrett Cole, so no, he's, yeah. possibly, he's not possibly the best. No, Garrett Cole still takes a cake on that one. Yeah, that's why. That's why I stopped myself. Not nothing against Nestor Cortez. He just doesn't hold a candle to what Garrett Cole can do. Not many people do. Right. Um. So I mean, as Orioles fans, you know, definitely, definitely look for the Orioles to, you know, be getting ready to. I think. Be a buyer at the deadline. Maybe yeah. not in a significant way. Maybe not names that you that you see and you're like, holy shit. I think there's one. I think they probably do one. Where it's a holy shit move for the Orioles. Yeah, and I th- I think that would be starting pitching. Yeah. Like I, like I said, I think... I, I've, I've, I'm pretty sure I've said this name for months now. Dylan Cease is the guy who I think is really the guy to go after. Because he, he, I mean, he he was a guy that was in AL Cy Young contention last year. Mm-hmm. This year, the team's having a down year, so I mean, it makes it a little tough. Trade him while his value's high. Trade him while his value's high. Yeah, yeah. When I say like it's a big move for the Orioles, it's a holy shit move for the Orioles. That's not the same like holy shit move that you see like the Dodgers make or the Yankees make. Right. They're the big names. They spend the most money. So not the Orioles don't have money to spend. The ownership just refuses to spend. Money. Yeah, they 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 really just don't don't spend it. I don't know why. They said at the beginning of the year that we overachieved last year, and that's why they didn't spend money this offseason. And I get it. You and you know on the surface, you know it it ma- it makes sense. You know why would we continue to invest in a team that we're not even sure if this was an anomaly or not? Right. Why spend more money to accelerate? A rebuild that isn't ready yet. Sure. So it makes sense. Seeing how the team is doing now, you almost you almost think to yourself, man, if we just could have got if we could have got one, maybe two guys, just imagine what this team would be. Well, the players put it back in Angelo's hands. They're like, all right, here you go, brother. We're yeah, 
we we overachieved last year. Well, this year we again still overachieving, but it's not an anomaly anymore. But expectations, I think, heading into this season were they're a team that's going to compete for a wild card. I think we were probably still the best team in baseball from the All Star break of last season. I believe you're correct. We probably have the best record in baseball from the from the All Star break of last season till now. Yeah, I mean, heading, if not top five, heading into the season, the expectation was Baltimore Orioles should be in contention for a wild card. That was the expectation, I think, heading into this season, not just not just in the Baltimore community, but I think at lo- like for the most part around the MLB community, mm-hmm. that was the expectation. I think what you are seeing now. I don't even think this is a bold statement anymore. You are now watching a World Series contending team. Potentially. I I mean they the star power is there. It's young, cheap team. Everybody is producing at the level that they, that they need to. Kyle Gibson said the best. This is a team full of very young guys. They don't get too high when things are great. They don't get too too low when things aren't looking good. Mhm. Even keel professionals they come in they handle business yeah and they're winning games yeah i mean any team that i uh, i think any team that could put up nine runs in one inning is a pretty damn good baseball team hey same thing i had to i had to laugh i don't know i don't know if you saw this or not but on twitter the yankees posted um during that game when they when they were up big what, what were they up five to one at one point i think it was five to one six to one something like, something like that Five to one because it was eight to six. Eight to six was the final, or nine to six was the final. Whatever it was, whatever it was. But they posted the players going to play, play, play from Taylor Swift. Well, then the Orioles tweeted a picture of them celebrating and said, and they posted the haters going to hate, hate, hate. Yeah, they were up five to one. Then an eight run seventh from the Orioles. Yankees came back, put up one in the bottom of the seventh, and lost nine to six. Yeah. And that's a really big step for the Orioles. You know, we, you, you and I were talking about it earlier. You know, years ago, three years ago, the Orioles found ways to always lose the Yankees. Yeah, we were like, all right, how are you going to fuck it up this time? Right. I mean, we we there was we were very very close to sweeping the Yankees. We were a meatball from. Batista I w- away. I wouldn't even say it's a meatball. It's just a dangerous combination when you throw a heater to the best long ball hitter in the game. You're making the best long ball hitter accelerate his bat speed. It's a bold strategy. It's just, it's it, it was just a it's one of those motherfucker like there's nothing else you can do about it things, you know? Um but guys like a guy who I think we've all been waiting for to produce a lot this season, Gunnar Henderson. He's finally, I think, starting to tur- starting to put it on. Maybe not, maybe not with the huge expectations that he was doing, with, like like how he was last year. Sure, but the average is climbing up. He's starting to hit home runs. He already has incredible play discipline for mm-hmm. for a guy that's as young as he is. He's, I think, he's finally starting to turn it on. Adley's fifth right now, I think, according to most sports books for MVP. Yeah. Um, tied for fifth. Tied, yeah, tied for fifth with with a few other guys. You know, Cedric Mullins is playing really, really good. Every every everybody is doing their job, doing what's expected of them. 
the Orioles are a fun te- a, a fun team to watch again. Finally, yeah, I agree. Be nice if I could watch them. I, I'll keep saying it. Well, I I wish I wish I could too. I can at least keep up with the scores, which is which is nice. Um, but this you know this whole team that was four years ago, you know we were a laughing stock. Yeah, it was unbearable to watch. Couldn't watch it. Um, now the team is finally here. Yeah, where, think, where we needed to be. I think we had a hundred loss season in three out of four seasons, and the only reason we didn't have a fourth is because it was the COVID year where they only played sixty games. Right. It was physically impossible to lose a hundred games. Right. And last year was widely expected for us to lose a hundred games again, and now we're on the verge of winning a hundred. That'll be the day. Yeah, we're 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 getting back to the point where we could win a hundred games. Got to be honest, I think I'm going to save my money to hopefully go to a Orioles playoff game instead of going to a Ravens game this season. Wow, really? I've been to a Ravens game. I've never been to a playoff baseball game. Playoff baseball, that atmosphere on TV is we talked about it before on here. Yeah. Like come World Series time, like I remember watching um the Braves win the World Series. Dude, that stadium down in Atlanta was Fucking rack. Oh it yeah, rocking. They were cracked down there. Oh, absolutely. And like it was. It's insane. So I've been. For, I've. I've. If again, if you you know if you know me well enough, you know that I've. I'm. I've been fortunate enough to be able to see playoff games for both the Orioles and the Ravens. Um. Don't get me wrong. There is nothing like a night game at M&T Bank Stadium. So, well, I mean, we play a Thursday night game against the Bengals, but like there is there is nothing like it. We don't play a Sunday night football home game this year. I have never seen a stadium as wired as they were when I went to the Orioles playoff game. Like if you were sitting up in the bleeds, you had to have feared for your life that the stadium was going to collapse. I felt the entire stadium shaking after Delman Young hit the double. That's what I'm saying. You have to fear for your life. Yeah. I'm going to save my money and hopefully spend it on a ticket to go watch the Orioles play a playoff baseball game in Camden Yards. Put me down for that. that I think, yeah, that, I think put, that's a phenomenal put, spend of money. Put me down for that because that's an experience. That's what I'm saying. Playoff baseball, man. I got to see it. That's, that, is a, that is a different fucking feeling. Playoff baseball in Baltimore, that is very, very exciting. And it also just so happens that I saw the greatest on-field moment in team history. Fair. When I, I like like the the playoff game I just so happened to go to was the single greatest moment that happened while the team was playing. The the greatest moment ever was when Cal Ripken broke the broke the all-time record for the Ironman streak, but the single greatest the Orioles said it, Orioles said it themselves when they did the I want to say I don't know if it was the anniversary of the team or if it was the anniversary of Camden Yards, whatever it was. Whatever it was. Um, I want to say it was the anniversary of the team. I want to say it was like the whatever anniversary. Because we just celebrated, it was the 60 year, 60 year anniversary of, of the Orioles. Okay. Um, They did a top 10 list of the best moments in team history. The Iron Man record was number one. The double. Well, number two, Delman Young, the the Delman Young double. What a Baltimore legend, dude! Off the bench, one pitch. I keep seeing these ads on TikTok of like the Mount Rushmore of Baltimore athletes. 
Does Domi Young make it for simply that one hit alone? Jeez. No, he doesn't. We can talk about that later. We won't talk about it now, but I don't know, man. You got you to gotta talk about it. We have nothing else to talk about. All right, so Mount, Rush, Mount Rushmore of Baltimore Sports. <sighs> That's really tough. Cal Ripken. Yeah. I th- I th- I think you would have to put Cal Ripken up there, but now, Ray Lewis. But now the que- question is: Are we? Is that players who have played for Baltimore or players from Baltimore? See, I'm going played it, for, not from. Okay, if you're because I know there's Mello, there's KD, there's KD's from PG County, so he's more, he's DC. PG County's Maryland, not Baltimore. Yeah, but yeah, you, you have uh Babe Ruth. He's from Baltimore. Babe Ruth. Uh, Will Barton, he's from Baltimore. He he wouldn't he wouldn't make the list. I don't no. think he's gonna make it. I'm no, sorry, Will. No, Will Barton uh, wouldn't, but he is from Baltimore. But we just had two college national champions, Angel Reese and uh, Jordan Hawkins. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't make the list either. No, no but they're gonna make it before Will Barton does. <laughs> yeah, no offense to them, but uh. Yeah, I, th- I think you would have to put Cal Ripken. See, it's tough because I feel like you would almost have to do two separate ones. Because Cal Ripken and Ray Lewis, and I think Johnny Unitas, those are, those are like a solid three. And then, the, and then the fourth one is really up for debate because you have guys like Eddie Murray, Jim Palmer, Jonathan Ogden. Jonathan Ogden. First ever Ravens draft pick. Uh, Adam Jones. Ed Reed, Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco. Say what you want about Joe Flacco. He is one of the best players that have ever played for a Baltimore team. Say what you want about him. You don't have to argue me on it. I agree with you. Say what you want about him. He pissed me off more often than I was happy with him. He was still, still a damn good quarterback. Lamar Jackson. If he wins the Super Bowl, I love him. L- Lamar, the city lo- loves him. Lamar, Lamar Jackson is knocking his way. If Lamar Jackson wins a Super Bowl, then without a shadow of a doubt, he is on the Mount Rushmore of Baltimore sports. That's like no question at that point. All right, so we're still looking for the fourth. It's tough, you know. I I, th- I think it really depends on 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 who you ask. Man, it's tough, huh? It's very tough because I I think you have a solid three already. I th- I think because I mean the three we mentioned have statues in the city. Facts. That's how you know it's a good list, right? Like like three of the players we mentioned have statues. Right. Hmm. It's tough. I'll throw I'll throw a wild card at you. Wes Unseld. Baltimore Bullets. That's a good one. That is that is definitely a good one. Yeah, I mean it's 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 really it's really, really hard to say. Michael Phelps. Oh, okay. 
All right, that's number four. Yeah, that's got to be number. That's four. number four. That's got that's got to be number four right there. I was thinking like team sports, and I completely left him out of it. And that's on me. Michael Phelps is number four. I, I mean, I, I forgot all about him until until you, you mentioned it. Yeah, I just I just started thinking about it a little bit more. That is that's the Mount Rushmore of Baltimore sports. Okay, so let me ask you this: um, if the Ravens win a Super Bowl this year. Uh, which right now they're going off of 2001. Bet that. I did a long time ago. Before it was 2001? Probably before Lamar signed his contract. Yes. What was it at? It had to have been 4,000? Hold on. Let me see. FanDuel. Shout out FanDuel. Shout out FanDuel sponsors. <laughs> sponsors. Can log in here. Face ID. Oh, you gotta send me a code. Thank you, Apple, for having the from messages app. Put us in the Thunderdome. Put us in the Thunderdome. Very similar in... They were plus 1,600 on February 11th. So we signed... Of, uh, da-da, when did I place it? February 13th. So we signed Lamar Jackson to a long-term extension and the odds got longer? Yeah. $5 bet pays out 8 bucks. <laughs> I don't have money to spend, so that's, it's only a $5 that's, bet. That's all good. But but seriously, I, I so... I think Cal Ripken is the most iconic Baltimore athlete ever. Maybe Michael Phelps might be more iconic than he is. All right, so Cal Jr. Yeah. But I think I think Cal Ripken Jr. and Michael Phelps, you cannot do anything to unseat them. Same thing with Ray Lewis. Just what he meant to the Baltimore Ravens organization, I don't think you can do anything to take him away from. Yeah. But if the Ravens happen to win the Super Bowl this year, do would you consider removing Johnny Unitas from that list and putting in Lamar Jackson? Who? It's a conversation. I don't know if I would, but it's a conversation. Because Johnny Unitas is regarded as by most one of the top ten greatest quarterbacks of all time. I think if you give Lamar Jackson two Super Bowls, then you can. What if he wins the Super Bowl and an MVP this year? So if he wins MVP, second MVP, Super Bowl, and a Super Bowl MVP. Two of the three. Two of the three. Yeah. He, he, we could win the Super Bowl, and, he, and he, he's not MVP. Um, hmm. I still get You got to win two. Maybe two. Two what? Super Bowls? Yeah. That's more than... That's, he, would, he would be level with the amount of Super Bowls Johnny Unitas won. Yeah. And I think that would... I think that would put him past Johnny Unitas, simply because... Lamar Jackson is playing against full-time athletes, not part-time plumbers, part-time athletes. So a Super Bowl and a second MVP, you think would put him past Johnny Unitas? No, no, no. Two Super Bowl wins. Oh, I don't know. I think I think a second Super Bowl would be enough. Or That's I, what I'm saying. I, yeah. I, no, I, I'm sorry. A second MVP I think would be enough. Mm. What if he did all three? Second MVP and two Super Bowls? No, second MVP, Super Bowl, and Super Bowl MVP. No, my 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 thing is two Super Bowls for the city of Baltimore. If he if he wins the Super Bowl this year plus the MVP, I would give it to him over Johnny Unitas. I gotta see two Super Bowls because it's MVP is the is the is a sing like it's your singular performance. Super Bowl is like obviously the team collectively. You brought the championship home to Baltimore, so two championships, two Super Bowls, that puts him on. That's my reasoning. I'm not saying it's right, but that's my reasoning. 
I would say so. So my thought behind it is, I would put him. I would put him ahead of Johnny Unitas at that point, just because, like you said, it's a different time. Things are much more physical, much more demanding. Oh yeah, it's a different game. Like I said, yeah. I mean, full time athletes that are making five plus million dollars a year at any given position versus a part time plumber, yeah, and a part time athlete that. Is doing this for funsies. Like I said, my grandfather had an offer to play for the uh, Baltimore Colts, and he turned it down because he made more money working for the Baltimore phone company, and he had eight mouths to feed. Yeah. So he turned down playing linebacker for the Baltimore Colts. Right. Because he didn't make enough money. Now, let me ask you this. Does Do you see any realm of possibility of taking Johnny Unitas off the list, considering the fact that I think the Baltimore Colts are technically a part of the Indianapolis Colts history? Does that make it any easier? That gets too messy. I I try not to think about that. Okay. I just didn't know. Because then, like, we let them keep the name, but we took the Browns, but we didn't take their name. Yeah. We didn't. We technically don't get their history. Good so point. why does Indy get our history? Hey, that's too messy. I, I don't feel like getting on all that. Good point. Um, do you think there's anybody who could find their way onto the list over somebody else? Do you, so is do you think there's any way that Johnny Unitas could or um? Could, well, we just discussed it. Yes, John. I think Johnny Unitas is the easiest one to replace on the list. I think so. Uh, do you see any realm of possibility of Ray Lewis finding his way off the list? No. Okay. How about Michael Phelps? Most winning Olympic athlete of all time. No. What about Kyle Rukin? Any realm of possibility at all? Yeah. Really? I think somebody could overtake Kyle Rukin Jr. What would it take? Um, I don't know. Cause like the thing that like the thing that like separates Kyle Ripken Jr. from everybody else is the Iron Man record. Right. He started every game for. Too damn many, too damn long. <laughs> for a fuck while. For a fuck while. I have no idea what that means, but yes, that's accurate. I just, I just made it up. It's perfectly accurate. So, like, you can overtake that. And I, I well, not the record. Well, no, 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 not the record. <laughs> but, like, what that offers, right? Like, it's just like a record that, of, like... That record will exist longer than the Earth is. Right. Like, oh, you just played a lot of games in Baltimore. For Baltimore. Congratulations. Yeah. I mean, like you said, nobody will ever fucking touch it. Yeah. What do you think it would take? Because Cal won, what, one one World Series and MVP? I think he won one. He may have won more than one MVP. May have. But, like... I think at the time of his induction, he was also the highest... The sixth highest percentage ever of induction, 98.5. Yeah, I mean, once again, it's just the, the Iron Man record. Like that's like that's like the standout. Yeah, he did win a uh, a World Series. This is going to sound very very interesting. I genuinely did not know he was born in Havity Grace. Interesting. I had no clue he was born in Havity Grace, Maryland. I mean, that makes sense because his dad played for the Orioles. Yeah, I I I genuinely did not know that until this until right now. He was probably conceived in Maryland. August 10th, 1981 to October 6th, 2001. Yeah, that's incredibly long. Um, 19, 19 time All-Star. That's impressive. <laughs> uh, World Series in 83, MVP in 83 and 91. 
Okay, so two-time MVP. Uh, rookie of the Year in 82. Only won that once. Only can <laughs> win it once. I know. But it's crazy. He kind of... He kinda, he kinda, um, the same route that Chris Bryant took with his stardom. Rookie of the Year and then MVP the next year. Oh. That's impressive. Um, two-time Gold Glove winner, 91-92. Silver Slugger, 83-86. 89-91, 93-94. And that's... Roberto Clemente Award, but that's some diff- that's different. Yeah, I mean, I think somebody could overtake Cal. What would it take? Multiple championships. The the the, the All Star thing, you're not going to touch that. No, nineteen nineteen time All Stars and it's is insanity. Yeah, yeah, you're you're, you're not going to touch that. Um, but if someone were to bring home like three four championships to Baltimore, so let's say Adley Rushman wins three championships and wins three MVPs, you think that's enough? I think it is. I mean, once again, like, it's just a record of, it's a very impressive record. Like, literally no one has ever gotten close. No one probably ever will until they induce, until they introduce robots into the fucking yeah. sports world. Which, that's, that's controversial. That is controversial. Yeah. I think, I think one person who I do think stands a really good chance of knocking somebody else off the list um, from an individual aspect. I think the only person that would have a realm of knocking Phelps off the list. You think Phelps is the expendable one? No, 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 oh, no. Oh, no, oh, oh. no, I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I think the only person from an individual accolade standpoint, because that's pretty much what it is. There's three team sports guys and then one individual sport guy. Sure. I mean, Michael Phelps was in relays with three others, but for the most part, everything he's done has been a singular. Achievement. Yeah, I mean, he's the most winning Olympic athlete of all time. I think the only other person that stands a chance of knocking off Michael Phelps from the Mount Rushmore of Baltimore, of Baltimore sports, I think is uh, Javante Davis. I had a feeling his name was going to come up. If if Tank goes like the Mayweather route and goes like 50-0, which is possible, which is in, in, entirely possible, but I, I think if he, if he continues the... The career that he's had so far, um, I think there's a possibility that he could um, overtake Phelps. I think it's a long shot. I think it's a a real long shot. But I think you could say that he's possibly the second greatest individual athlete in Baltimore history at that point. Yeah, I'd give him the second greatest individual. You might be able to, you might be able to say it now. I'm probably missing someone, but you might be able to say it now. From from an individual standpoint, yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. It's not like Tiger Woods was born in Baltimore or anything, right? And it's it like it's tough because Javante Davis is born in Baltimore, but he represents Baltimore, right? Well, I guess hold, can we even really count Michael Phelps because we said play for Baltimore, not from Baltimore. Now that I'm thinking about it. Because if that's the case, like Carmelo Anthony's up there too, right? I was I was literally thinking the exact same thing, because Car- Carmelo Anthony is the greatest Olympic basketball player of all time. Man, this just got spicy. Yeah, this was not a planned conversation. This was not. Yeah, this was this was this was far from a planned conversation. And I still have another piece later that wasn't planned either. Oh God. Yeah. How about it? 
Well, we'll save the rest of this conversation for another time. Let us know what you guys think. Who is your? T- who would you say is the top four all time for uh, a Baltimore Mount Rushmore? If you're not from Maryland, let us know what else you think. Uh, give us your cities. Yeah, give us your city. Let us know what you think. Send us a tweet. Let us know what you think. Um, at the Poppy and Holman Sports Lab. Um, but we have other co- we have other topics to cover. We would we could spend all day on this. Um. Well, we do have a few other topics that we do want to get into. Yeah, let's talk about it real quick. DeAndre Hopkins has been released from the Arizona Cardinals. This was the shocking news of the day. Um, wow, you just really like brought that up with some like authority. You were like, water. Did you guys drink enough water today? Probably not. Drink more. Um, I have. I'm almost done. Half a gallon. Um. I don't think anybody was expecting DeAndre Hopkins to be released today, especially so close to the June 1st deadline. This is one and a half liters. That's impressive. I think the Arizona Cardinals would have saved a shit ton of money had they released him like 10 days later. Uh, let's see this. Uh, over the cap. For some reason, June 1 is like the line that the NFL has chosen. Yeah. Um. I don't really care about what the Ravens are I think doing they right have now. to eat like $22 million in dead cap. It's something like that, yeah. I don't know what the number is after June 1, but I would imagine it's lesser than $22 mil. Uh Dead money for this upcoming season is $21 million. $21 mil. What would it be with a post-June 1 cut? I don't think it's going to tell me anymore because he's already been cut. Rat bastards. I don't think it'll tell me. Um, yeah, I don't think it'll tell me. Yeah, it just says dead cap for the year, $21 million. Bastards. I would imagine it would be it would be a lesser number. Yeah, I mean... Maybe it, only 15 to $16 million, Maybe you only cut $6, 7000000 million off. But I want money. I want to say it was 11 Oh, damn. I want to say it was. Um, yeah, it's not going to tell me at this point now. Bastards. Yeah. Try uh try spot rack. See if that has any uh anything for us. Let me see here. Trending players, Dr. Hopkins. There it is. Interesting. I wonder why he's trending. Maybe it has to do with him being traded. Cut. Same thing. The only difference is the Arizona Cardinals just take on 22 mil. Yeah, it doesn't say anything. Um, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't say anything. Dang it! I mean, it's 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 a really interesting move because the Arizona Cardinals saved eight million dollars by cutting him, but they're taking on another 22 just by cutting him. Also. Yeah, it doesn't make a ton of 21, sense. 21, I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it really didn't make a lot of sense. This was, this was a really, really head-scratching move from the Cardinals. I mean, we, we haven't said this in a while. Bad teams make bad decisions. And yeah. this this was a bad decision. Now, they also did try to trade him before they cut him. So it makes me wonder why they weren't able to get a deal done to trade him. His money. Now he's open to negotiate a completely new contract. Yeah. Um, that could be team-friendly. 
So my question for you is, realistically, I gotta throw I have to throw that part in there. Where do you think is a likely landing spot for DeAndre Hopkins? Realistically, you and I, you like. There's no, there's, there's, it's now, it's no stranger where we want him to end up. It's no stranger, but to be realistic, where do you think is a is a likely spot for DeAndre Hopkins? Because he's mentioned before the four, the five quarterbacks he would like to play with is Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert. Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Those are the five that he mentioned that he wanted to play with. If you look at cap numbers for all of those teams, the Chiefs have about six hundred and fifty two thousand dollars available in cap space. <laughs> That's not good. So who, they, they, who if they spent that on eh, good question. Let's see. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. I have no idea who else. Uh Chris Jones, Joe Thuney or Joe Tooney. Marquez Valdez Scantling, Jawan Taylor. Oh. Yeah. But thirty nine million of it comes from Patrick Mahomes, twenty eight from Chris Jones, twenty two from Chris Dooney, and four, fourteen from Travis Kelsey, twelve from Justin Reed, oh and eleven god. from Marquez Valdez Scantling. Oh my god. With seven point six million in dead cap from cutting Frank Clark. Oh, yeah. So, um, and then if you if you take a look at the rest of the teams that were mentioned, um, the Eagles currently have the most out of those five teams, thirteen point four million. The Chargers have twelve point seven. The Ravens have eleven point seven, and then the Bills have one point four million. So. As far as the Ravens go, also they have yet to sign Zay Flowers to his rookie deal, so effective cap space they have about nine million remaining. So of course I I would love for the Ravens to have him. Mm. You can never have too many talented wide receivers. Like we could, we could run a, a just Lamar in the backfield, Mark Andrews out on the field, four wide receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, Odo Beckham Jr. Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers. Yeah. Good night. Like, what, empty backfield? What do you do? How do you defend that? One of them's going to be open. Yeah. You you can't guard them all. If you fucked. Co- if you if you have if you cover all five, um, you could cover all five, but Lamar's getting six. Yeah. It was like it'd be like playing Madden against TJ that with was, a running quarterback. That was kind of slick how I did that. You that was slick. It's like playing Madden against TJ with a running quarterback. He'll yeah. put you on four verts and then just run a QB draw. Yeah. I hated him. So did I. Still do. Still do. <laughs> no, I love him. Um, of course, I'd, I'd, I would love for the Ravens to take D-Hop. My realistic place, I said it earlier. I know you didn't agree with it. I think it might be the Cleveland Browns. He has a connection with Deshaun Watson. Cleveland's looking on the up and up. As far as things, I know. I know. They were doing well with Baker there. Then they decided to move off him and take a sexual predator at quarterback. Which was a bold strategy, but it was their strategy. The Browns are currently sitting at $7 million in cap space. Mm. They can make it work. 
restructure a few. He would get to line up with Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore. I feel like the camera has tilted since the start of the show. Probably has. I feel like we have not been on a freaking boat. <laughs> I don't know. I just work here. It looks fine. It's good enough for me. Yeah. Anyway, what were we saying? Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. Um. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a real interesting landing spot for him. Um. Like yeah. you said, Amari Amar Cooper, he had a great year last year. Um, with all the uncertainty they had with the quarterback position. Elijah Moore now coming into the fold. They still have DPJ, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, Antonio Callaway, I believe, is also there. Maybe. Um, I just don't know, like, who who else is a competitor like that, that could compete at a playoff winning level that has the need and the cap? Yeah, th- those are those are really the two big things that you look at. You know, if you look at competitive, if you look at teams that are competing right now, Chiefs, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Giants, uh, the Jets, the Seahawks, the Vikings. You know, teams like that they all rank down towards the bottom of the NFL. Those aren't those aren't the teams competing, but those right. are some of them. Um, if you look at the top of the cap space list, you know you have the Bears, Panthers. You ain't going back to the Cardinals, the Lions, the Colts, the Packers, the Texans. You know, they all have the most available cap space that they can offer him a, a pretty substantial deal. Um, I think that, so I think there's a realistic landing spot, and then I think there's a kind of a dark horse sleeper landing spot. I think realistically, um, Buffalo. Of the five teams that he named, Buffalo is the most likely. Yeah. Um, Buffalo was widely rumored that they were going to go for another wide receiver come draft time. Um, they wanted to. A lot of the fans aren't happy with the inconsistencies of Gabe Davis because everybody's seen what he's able to do. AFC Division round two years ago, he scores four touchdowns. Yeah, it was insane. You see what he's capable of doing. He ripped off a 95 yarder against the Steelers this past season. I still think Stephon Diggs hasn't been at OTAs. He may not have been, but I, I don't read too far into that because Odell hasn't, J.K. Dobbins hasn't. So, I mean, there are guys for the Ravens that haven't even been there for one reason or another. Uh, Kyle Hamilton was there, but he didn't work out. Um, But a, a, a sleeper team. We've heard a lot of good things coming out of this team's OTAs. And they're in a really, really soft division. Okay. Bless you. Thank you. They're they're in. They could really use an upgrade at the position. I think pairing DeAndre Hopkins with Michael Pittman Jr. and Alec Pierce, getting the ball from Anthony Richardson, I think with the Colts in that crappy division, that is a team that I think would make a lot of people. Lose sleep. They'd be a they'd be a tough out. That's for damn sure. They have they have about twenty three and a half million to spend, so the money is there. They they can afford to do it. Problem is they have ninety one people on roster, so they'd have to cut two people. Um, but that could be dealt with. That could be dealt with 
easily... You can find two people to cut to get D-Hop in there. Yeah. You're fine. Um, So I think after... I think after minicamp, they have to trim to 90. Yeah. You can only carry 90 going in the training, training camp. Um, So the Colts getting DeAndre Hopkins, it makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. I mean, there's other teams out there like like someone like the Jets makes sense. Like they're like, hey, Aaron, like here we are. Like we got you another receiver. Like we're going to help you out the best we can, blah, blah, blah. But they just don't have the cap, nor do they like they don't have the space. Like they just they they signed Al Lazard. They signed Mecole Hardman. Yeah. Um, They still have Corey Davis. They still have Corey Davis and they, Garrett Wilson. Yeah, and Garrett Wilson, right. Um, Not to say that DeAndre Hopkins couldn't. Kick and one see, of them to the curb. See, but. I think another team that would that would, that is a real dark horse. Had they not traded for Allen Robinson, I think the Steelers would be a really good destination for him. Oh, 100 percent. Oh yeah, hundred percent. A lot of the things that the that that DeAndre Hopkins has said that he wants is stability, a quarterback that wants to play the game. He has said that specifically. That was a, that was a subtle little jab at Kyler. Man. That was a subtle little jab at Kyler, and a defense that can compete. Mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett wants to be there, wants to learn. He wants to win for Pittsburgh. Local kid. Of course he wants to do it for them. Oh, sure. There has been nobody more stable in the entire NFL than the Steelers. That's facts. Three fucking head coaches. Yep. Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower, Mike Tomlin. Oh, yeah. Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. No. And the defense is crazy. Like I said, had they not picked up Allen Robinson already this season, I think DeAndre Hopkins would make a lot of sense there. Financially, they can support it. $11.2 million. Um, I don't know if they've signed their first-round pick or not, so their effective cap is probably a little bit lower than the Ravens. But still, you can get you can get him to buy in. I think it'd be, I, it would be a really good move for the Steelers. I'd be pissed as a motherfucker. Oh, I'd be so upset. I would be so mad if we had to go against DeAndre Hopkins. I turned my phone off for a day. <laughs> I'd probably have to go buy a new one afterwards. Probably. Can I tell you my my dark horse? The Lions. Interesting. Jameson Williams when he comes back. Got a Ross A. Brown. Yeah. Jared Goff. Stable quarterback. Wants to play. Been to a Super Bowl before. They look like they got the defense on the, you know, possibly getting that side of the football right. Dan Campbell, players love to play for him. Yeah, he's he's getting he's getting players to buy in. You're guaranteed to play eight at least eight games in a dome. Yeah, nine games because you're playing in Minnesota. Yeah, at least once. I don't know, man. Detroit, they got the cap to do it. They got the need. Detroit's kind of my like uh, my my dark horse sleeper. Yeah, yeah. That I mean that would be really interesting. I mean right now, you know, Jamison Williams he's the he's their highest paid receiver that's on that's on roster. That's wild to think about. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about. You know, Amandra St. Brown. Who else? Did, who they signed somebody else too? Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones. Yeah. So I mean, adding another adding another guy to Jared Goff's arsenal, I think would do wonders. Yeah, they. I mean, they retooled the running back room, got rid of DeAndre Swift. Yeah, brought in Jameer Gibbs. I don't know, man. Some about the some about the Lions over there seems like that could potentially be an enticing piece in a in a pretty weak NFC 
at that. Yeah. Like, we, we've talked about it. Jared Goff might be the second best quarterback in the NFC. Yeah. Behind Jalen Hurts. Of course, the Eagles would want him, but you got A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. I think I think DeAndre Hopkins would also want to play Arizona. That would probably bring him like a sick satisfaction. Yeah. So I think so okay, so if you look at Arizona's schedule, if you look at teams that have the stability, have the need, have the quarterback, mm-hmm. and have the defense, um Washington's out. Yeah. The Giants have the need. Uh, he's out. I don't think he wants to play with Daniel Jones. I don't think he, I don't think he wants to go to the Giants though. Uh Dallas potentially. Um I can't rule that out. I don't know if he wants to play P- for Jerry poten- Jones though. Potentially. You can't rule it out based on everything that he said that he's wanted. Uh San Francisco. He would be the tried and true number one receiver over there. I yeah. have no idea what that would entail for Debo Samuel. For that reason, I say no. Okay. Um, this one's pretty obvious. Cincinnati, they have it. They, they're okay. They're good. They would have to. Yeah. They would have to trade T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd. Right. Right. So I think I think uh, Cincinnati's going to be out. Uh, the Rams is a no. That's a hard no. They don't have any cap space. Right. I would say that's a hard no. Uh, Seattle. I think that's also a hard no. Yeah. Had had they not drafted JSN, I think that makes a little bit more sense. But you're not going to put Tyler Lockett on the bench. I don't think. Cut him. I th- I think I think he's Tyler Lockett's too good to be your number four. I think he'd be a good mentor for JSN. I agree. Baltimore makes sense. I would be a little upset because somebody is on the outside looking in, whether it's Zay Flowers or Rashad Bateman, which I like both of them, have a Bateman jersey. I would like a Zay Flowers jersey. I'd yeah. be a little upset one of those two are on the outside looking in. But it makes sense. But it makes sense. And to be honest with you, um, just because I just because I know Lamar loves throwing to Bateman, I think the one on the outside looking in would be Zay in the meantime. I agree that... that that would be the way it is. I don't know. I think Baltimore has a little bit of faith in Rashad Bateman to be the number one wide receiver. I, I have a lot of faith in him. And I think if you go get D-Hop, you kind of speak against that. <sighs> yeah. I I would agree there. So you got to be careful. Yeah. Especially with he's already taken a Twitter once. You know, I've, I've also said that. I also said to you today, had the Ravens not signed Odell Beckham Jr. and... Nelson Aguilar was their free agent signing for uh, receiver. This would make a hell of a lot more sense. Oh yeah, we we would already have him. But I would say, you know, from this is the first time I've ever been able to say this about a, about a receiver and the Ravens. We're okay. We're good. True. Would it be great? Yes, but we're good. Um, Cleveland. We just discussed it. Makes sense. Atlanta. No. Had it, if it wasn't Desmond Ritter, if it was somebody else, I think you could make an argument for it. Uh Houston. No. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh makes sense. They could still do it. I mean, they could yeah. probably ditch the ship on Allen Robinson. They could. That's possible. Chicago. Financially, yes. The quarterback, yes. <sighs> 
Not much else there. I'd say he doesn't want to go there. Yeah. Philadelphia. Of course, I think he would want to. I don't think Philadelphia can afford him. Like I said, cap space-wise, they can. They got a lot of other issues that are they're coming up. True. So, based... And th- this is us solely just going off of the assumption that he would want to play against, you know, Arizona this year. It seems to me that the most likely... The landing spot that makes the most sense is... Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Cleveland. Yeah. Those are the three that make the most sense. I do not see him in a Cleveland uniform, though. I don't either. I do not see him in a Cleveland uniform. Uh, it, it, it's weird to think about him in the uniform, but I don't know. I could see Cleveland taking a shot at him. I could see Cleveland taking a shot at him for sure. I think, I, I think him ending up in Pennsylvania, I think, is your most likely scenario. Mm, okay. All right. Well, kind of talking on his uh, future possible teammate, Jameson Williams. You got something down here. What is this about? Jameson Williams genuinely, genuinely did not know that he couldn't bet that he couldn't that he couldn't play sports bets. I got him suspended. <laughs> he genuinely didn't know it was a rule. Come on, dude. Calvin Ridley just got suspended for the exact same fucking thing. Yeah. What do you What are you thinking? Right. Like you. Like you. You have to have better fucking awareness. Right. Yeah, I got the list out, baby. Do you? I, I I have it on I have it on my laptop. I got it written down on a little handy dandy notebook here. So we said last week that you know we we had the conversation about Dak Prescott and Daniel Jones about who we would rather have, so on and so forth. Um, well, th- well, this week we actually went ahead and we did a whole ranking one through th- one through thirty two best quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, we're gonna be doing this with running backs. Wide receiver, tight ends, or the receiving room, your offensive line, your front seven, your secondary, and your special teams. So just because it's a little bit of a downtime right now in the NFL, we're gonna have manufacture some NFL content for you guys because we know you enjoy you. We know you enjoy hearing it. What we have to say. Yeah, absolutely. We're great. So <laughs> we are great. Um, so the way the way we base this list, we so there were a few teams that had some question marks as far as who was going to be starting for them this upcoming offseason. Uh, the Colts, the Falcons, uh, the Titans, the Buccaneers, the 49ers. I think that was it. I think that was all that we would... I think that was all that we really had to talk about. Yeah. Um, but what we did was we went based off of who we think is going to be the starter week one for those teams and where we think their production is going to bring them this upcoming season. Is that what we said? Yeah, it was just based off of um, skill level, like what we've seen in the past and what we're kind of expecting out of them this season. Yeah. But um, of course that leaves the rookies at the bottom of the list. They've never played an NFL game before. So it's 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 hard to place expectations from a from a skill standpoint on them of what they are capable of doing. We've seen what they can do in college, but based on where I where we think the NFL production is going to be, we still did rank them in order of how we think they're going to fare this season. Yeah. Um we have completely different lists. We didn't talk about it until now. Um so I ask you, who do you think is going to be the number 32 starting quarterback this offseason? 
Anthony this, Richardson. This upcoming season. Okay. Um, what's your reason? I just think of the rookie quarterbacks, the weapons that he has are lesser than what the other guys have. See, and I put C.J. Stroud at number 32 for that reason. Because I'd, I'd like Michael Pittman Jr. and Alec Pierce more than I like John Mechie and Nico Collins. They got Robert Woods down there, too. I'll stand by my statement. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, like, just like total structure of the team. Um, the Colts, they got Shane Steichen. Phenomenal coach. Yeah. Was great for Justin Herbert. Was great for Jalen Hurts. I think he'll be fantastic for Anthony Richardson as well. But the Texans have D'Amico Ryans as their head coach, but they have Bobby Slowick as their offensive coordinator. Yeah. So it's still a fantastic offensive-minded coach in there to take care of the offense while they have the defensive head coach to sure up that defense. Um, and I, I think I just like... I just like what Stroud is going to do in Houston a little bit better than what I think Anthony Richardson does in Indianapolis this year. And see, with this one, I'm a splitting hairs because I put Anthony Richardson at 31. Yeah, I mean, who knows what either one of these teams, they're going to play each other twice. Right. It's going to be a pissing match. Right. Who knows? I've also liked what people are saying about Anthony Richardson they're they're coming to the realization that he's not as raw as what people said. He's a he's a little bit more of a finished product. I wouldn't say finished product, but he's a little bit more ready than what people anticipated. Um, so hearing those things, plus with what he can do on the field, skill wise, mm-hmm. what we saw in college, I like it. I like what he can do a little bit more than Stroud this upcoming season. Yeah, I mean, I got Stroud at thirty one, and then I assume that means both of us have Bryce Young at number thirty. <laughs> yeah, n- yeah. Um, I just think of all the rookie quarterbacks, I think Bryce Young is in the best situation to succeed right away. I agree. Coaching wise, backup quarterback Andy Dalton. Yep. He's got the mentor. Yep. He has the mentor. He has the veteran weapons. Yep. Um, specifically uh, Adam Thielen, who's going to be who's going to make his life a hell of a lot easier. DJ Chark, Hayden Hurst. Yeah, I mean, I mean, guys who have been in the NFL long enough, they know how to make things easier for a rookie quarterback. Yeah, they've played in big games. They have Miles Sanders is there. The offensive line isn't as abysmal as what people thought. Yeah, I mean, the de- the defense is pretty damn good too. So I think Bryce Young is in the best scenario to succeed year one out of all the rookie quarterbacks. I would absolutely agree with that. Moving on to number twenty nine, I have Desmond Ritter. I got Colt McCoy. Okay, see, I have Colt McCoy coming in at twenty eight. I do not have Desmond Ritter at twenty eight. Wow. Okay, I'm very curious. So, what, so what was your thought behind Colt McCoy? Are are you just basing the fact, basing it on the fact that Colt McCoy is um playing on the worst team in football? Yeah, he's playing on the worst team in football. He has one wide receiver to throw the football to, and that's Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown does not want to be the number one receiver. He didn't yeah. want to do it in Baltimore. He doesn't want to do it in Arizona. They just traded or they just dropped their number one receiver. People want to leave. That's that team. Yeah. Buda Baker is their best defensive player. He said, fuck this shit. I'm out. Yeah. Like he, he wants nothing to do with that team. That team has no drive to win. And see, I put Desmond Ritter where I did at, at 29, just because. Say what you want about Marquise Brown, not want to be a number one wide receiver. And I think that just having him elevates 
Colt McCoy more than Kyle Pitts elevates Desmond Ritter. Because Kyle, Kyle Pitts is probably is probably the best offensive weapon that they have right now. So I would say he been he he probably he, I think Marquise Brown and his skill set works better than I think um Kyle Pitts would. I mean I I I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um I just think that Desmond Ritter is going to have a better season than Colt McCoy. So who do you have at 28? Jordan Love. Wow, really? I don't know, man. There's just something about him that I'm not sold about. I mean, in the, in the few times that Jordan Love did play, he didn't play outstanding, but he was efficient. True. So, having a whole offseason to himself as the number one quarterback, maybe he... Maybe he takes that step. Yeah, maybe he does take that step. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there's going to be some training wheels pretty early on in the season. Um. I think they're going to try to run the ball. I was what was working with Aaron Rodgers, yeah. quarterback last season. You think they're going to open the playbook up for Jordan Love if they were shutting it down for Aaron Rodgers? Hell no. And just because the fact they can run the ball, I think that does put Jordan Love a little bit higher because the pressure's all the pressure will be off of him, and that'll help his numbers improve. I I think it ultimately will will do him a a, a service, but I don't know, man. I still I, I got to see it at Jordan Love. I got him at twenty eight. Okay, 27. Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter, okay. Desmond Ritter wasn't much higher than Colt McCoy. Right, right. Um, I have Sam Howell. Just the uncertainty of what you're going to get. Played one game. Okay. Looked good in that one game. Yeah. Um, I like his weapons around him. No Terry McLaurin. No Jahan Dotson. No, uh, no Curtis Samuel. He's much lower on the list. But since he has a good receiving core around him, that does elevate him a little bit higher. Than Colt McCoy and Desmond Ritter. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I have Sam Howard a, a little bit higher up, but I definitely agree. Even even with the uncertainty of what you're going to get out of him, just the, just the fact of and plus having Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson, we're forgetting the biggest piece. They just added Eric Bieniemy at offensive coordinator. That's very true. Also, yeah, Eric Bieniemy is going to make sure that he that he's in the right spot to win the games. Eric Bieniemy has been slighted out of multiple head coaching positions. He is not going to mess it up at OC here. And you know we we've said before, you know, when it comes to Nathaniel Hackett, it's okay to not be a head coach. Yeah, but the thing with Eric Bieniemy is he haven't he hasn't gotten his opportunity. Now I think he's gonna he's gonna show like hey like it was more than just Patrick Mahomes there in Kansas City. Sure. Um, so 27, you have Sam Howell. I have Desmond Ritter. Who's at 26 for you? Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill for me as well. How about it? Let's fucking do it, dude. Let's we got, go. We got two. Yeah. Tannehill. I don't, I, I just, I don't know what you're going to get out of him. Well, I do. You're going to get mediocre quarterback play. They have no receiving, they have no receiving help there in, um, in Tennessee. Their number one, number one offensive weapon is a running back on the wrong side of 30 now at this point. It's true. Um, He's six four. Look, the size is going to is going to help him with his longevity, but the offensive line is not very good either. They got Peter Skaronski in the first round, but um, just because he's going to start the season, I don't think Ryan Tannehill finishes the season as QB one. No, I I absolutely agree with that. I'm trying to look to see who their number two receiver is going to be. Um, it's either going to be a, a man named Jacob Copeland or Chris Moore. Uh, so Jacob Copeland he went undrafted out of Maryland. 
Yeah. He was at Florida, five star recruit, transferred to Maryland. Um but he ran he did he performed really, really well at the combine, just didn't get drafted. Yeah. I mean the Titans just don't they don't have any offensive weapons. No. They're terrible. Um twenty five. Trey Lance. Okay, I have Jordan Love. Okay. I have Jordan I have Jordan Love at twenty five. Um I already made my case for him. I still don't have him too high on the list, but I think the fact that he'll have the running back help. Matt LaFleur is still a smart guy. Mm-hmm. So um, I think Jordan Love will have some level of success this upcoming season. Yeah, I mean, I had Trey Lance at 25 simply because I haven't seen anything out of him. Um, he hasn't had a ton of playing time. When he does, he breaks his leg. Um, the times that we have seen, I will say, from Trey Lance, it looks dynamic. Maybe. I, I mean, we only got to see a game and a half out of him last season, not even. Even the spot starts that he did his rookie year or, or the spot playing time he has, he's had, you know, he said he said he showed off his speed, he showed off the can of an arm that he has. Um, I still think there's a lot of potential in Trey Lance. There's personally. a lot of potential. There is. I mean, it, it's just, it's untapped potential, but yeah. I haven't seen anything out of him. They still have the weapons, so I can't put him anything lower than 25. I think 25 is pretty reasonable for my standards yeah. of Trey Lance. Um, but I ultimately, I think it's Brock Purdy's job to come back to. I mean, I, I agree with you. Trey Lance has to earn it in the eight, nine, 10 weeks that he has. And I, I, I right now his competition is Sam Darnold. I think he does. He's, he's got more talent than Sam Darnold has. I haven't been high on Sam Darnold since he was drafted. Right. And, and that's why I think ultimately he will st- be the starting quarterback. If he shows out, it'll be tough to bench him. Exactly. He has to he has to have a winning record. Yeah. By the time Brock Purdy's ready to come back. If not, Brock Purdy's grabbing the grabbing the bull by the horns. Well, you know, I will say, you know, winning record, you know, that's tough because their their team is so good to begin with, but he he himself has to be efficient, putting up big numbers, ball security. Yeah, ball security's got to be a really big thing. Um, yeah, I mean, if he if he's averaging a pick, pick and a half a game, but they're still winning, they're probably still pulling him, or short leash at that yeah. point, just because he he's he has the reps, he's in rhythm. Um, they'd probably leave him on a short leash. Yeah, so I, I got I got Trey Lance at twenty five. I think honestly, I think I think he might have out of all the quarterbacks, he has probably the highest chance to to climb up at least five spots. There is a guy a little bit here in a couple picks that I think may shock you a little bit, but my next pick at 24, Sam Howell. Really? I think I think just with the weapons that he has, with Eric Bieniemy being there, um, I don't know. I think Sam Howell has played and started and finished an entire football game. Very true. Not in a monsoon. Um. This one hurts me. Not very high on him. 24, Baker. I had a feeling you were going to be pretty low on him. Yeah. Um, look, at this point, Baker Mayfield is um, is going to be known as a guy who can come in, give you spot starts, and he's going to be a really good backup in the NFL. That is that is the role that Baker Mayfield has carved out in the NFL. He's tried to do it with... He didn't get a, he didn't get a, a really great chance with the Rams, but... In the time that he did play, he didn't look great, except for that Thursday night game. Sure. Um, he had 13 hours to learn the playbook. Right, 13 hours to learn the playbook, and he won the game. It's an exaggeration, but 
It's not far. It's not it's not far of an exaggeration, no. Um The only reason why I don't have Baker Mayfield lower is just because of weapons that he has around him. Sure. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, I think I think he's he's gonna he's gonna do decent in Tampa Bay. He's not a long term starter. He's definitely not a long term answer. Um He's had a long career in the NFL. Like I said, spot starter. Um culture type guy. Mm-hmm. I think at this point now the maturity's caught up to him, and I th- I think he knows how to handle himself as a as an NFL quarterback. Um, but I just he's gotten chance after chance, hasn't done anything with it. I yeah. just I, I I don't see anything changing now out of Baker. I got Baker at twenty three. Okay, and I got Jimmy Garoppolo at twenty three. Wow. Okay. Explain to me on uh, on Jimmy Garoppolo there. Baker Mayfield, like you said, you mean you kind of said it. The ta- the roster is too talented down there for him to be terrible. With Baker? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you want me to explain the Jimmy Garoppolo thing? Garoppolo 23. I want to hear it. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo's never been bad in the NFL. It's fair. Never been bad, but he's never been great. Sure. He has. He's stepping into the same situation that Derek Carr was in. Derek Carr is a better quarterback than he than Jimmy Garoppolo is. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be the reason why the Raiders suck this year. Fair. He, he, he won't be the reason. He'll... He'll get the ball out quick. He'll make the right reads. He's not going to do anything spectacular. He's not going to win an MVP. Okay. Hunter Renfro is going to Hunter Renfro is going to be all right this year. Devontae Adams still going to get his because sure. of those two guys. They're still going to. He's still going to be halfway decent. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, I think his just because his ceiling is so low. Sure. His like his ceiling and his floor are about the same thing. It's a like you don't get too much higher than his floor. Okay. Um, on very rare occasions, do do you um have a higher ceiling than what he normally has? So it it I have a hard time of getting him out of the bottom ten. Fair enough. I have him a little bit higher, but that's that's just me personally. Who you got at twenty two? Who's you have at twenty three? Baker. I have Baker at twenty. Okay. Twenty two at Trey Lance. Okay. Yeah, so I I wasn't too much higher on Trey Lance just because again you know the uncertainty, the injuries, but I know the skill is there. You know, the team didn't skip a beat when he went out with Jimmy Garoppolo. The team didn't skip a beat when Jimmy Garoppolo went out with with Brock Purdy. You know, the team is set up for success. Sure, he'll have success with the team. We've said it. You could take a monkey from the. Uh, San Francisco Zoo, put him in at quarterback, and he would probably have win a, you at ha- least three football yeah, games. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll have he'll he'll give you some level of success. You just need something with thumbs back there playing quarterback, <laughs> right? And um, you know, like I said, I'm I'm still a big believer in Trey Lance. Um, the injuries are unfortunate. Um, but I think I think this is going to be the chance that he gets. I don't think he remains a starting quarterback with San Francisco, which is, I think I think ultimately will be a mistake. Um. But this is going to be the chance that he needs to possibly show another team, like, hey, look, they might not believe in me, but I want. But somebody else will say, San Francisco. We saw what he did with San Francisco. He can do that here, and we can take it a step further. The, you think he's basically he's auditioning for another team? Uh, I think it's foolish, but I think yes. Okay, I think Brock Purdy might be the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. I can't necessarily say I disagree. Over o- overlooked in the draft process, possibly, but he was a seventh round pick for a reason. 
He was a three-year starter at Iowa State. There's not a lot of times for three-year starters at Iowa at in, in major college programs fall to the seventh round for one reason or another. Sure. Um, different set of circumstances. I think it's a, I, I think it's a little bit different. I think the sample size is still too small on Brock Purdy. And honestly, I'd probably put Brock Purdy in a similar range. I have Trey Lance. That's fair. I think it's very fair. Uh, twenty-two. Who do you have? I think this one's going to shock the world a little bit. Kenny Pickett. Wow. That shocks me. You're going to be really shocked with where I have Kenny Pickett. <laughs> I think, so, let me let me start by saying this. I'm not saying this because I'm a Ravens fan. Kenny Pickett was 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 doing something towards the end of the season. He was, he was putting the building blocks together. Four game-winning drives. Four game-winning drives. One against the Ravens. One of them was against the Ravens. That's absolutely correct. In M&T. It was an M&T. You are correct on that as well. There's just something about that Steelers offense that they were so quick to just turn their back on Mitch Trubisky. Granted, Mitch Trubisky was playing like shit. He threw like three interceptions against the Ravens. Yeah. I get it. But they were so quick to turn their back on Mitch Trubisky. What is stopping them from doing that on Kenny Pickett? Not the coaching, the players, the receivers. Yeah, that you know that's a good point. Um, I I do I do see where you're coming from. Um, I think so. When I say Trey Lance has maybe the most potential, I think Kenny Pickett has the most potential to climb the board out of all of the quarterbacks that I have listed here. I think Kenny Pickett has the highest chance to climb the board. I think the upside on Kenny Pickett is fantastic. He could fucking ball out this season. Yeah, I'm not saying he's going to win MVP of the league, but he might have that Steelers offense competitive on a week-to-week basis. But I, just something about that Steelers offense, man, I don't they they just don't seem like a cohesive unit. Hmm. And I like that they added Broderick Jones that helps him a lot. Yeah. I still don't trust that offensive line. I understand. Yeah, I you know, I I definitely understand where you're coming from. I do like the steps that that he that he has taken so far. Um yeah, he took. I mean, he took ginormous steps in the end of the season last season. Yeah, ginormous steps. And I, I, th- I think they'll still keep building on it, for sure. Yeah. Um, twenty-one. Mac Jones. Interesting. Okay, I have the um. Quarterback that was taken before him, Justin Fields. At twenty-one, I know. Who'd you have at twenty-two? Trey Lance. Trey Lance. That's right. Um, interesting. I, I don't have Fields much higher on this list. Mac Jones. Yeah. They did nothing to help that poor young man. Nope. They got him an offensive quitter. Grant shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. They got him Juju. Did nothing to help him. Right. The, when you look at it, Justin Fields, they went out and added DJ Moore. Yeah. They traded for Chase Claypool last year. They've uh, they've gotten him some, some offensive line. Yeah, so so the thing with me with Justin Fields is the passing game. The pa- and I'm a I'm a really really big Justin Fields fan. Always have been. Um, for me, I think the pass the passing game is still a work in progress. I agree. Taking a lot of steps forward, they're really doing a lot to help his development. But I still I still think it's it's a work in progress. Sure. Um, and that's why I have him at 21. Yeah, I mean, they did a lot to help him, but I, but it's just it's it's his individual performance in the passing game. The the arm is there. It's just the accuracy is not. 
Is he going to take more steps forward? Absolutely. Is he going to have a, an easier time of throwing the ball? Absolutely. Robert Tanyan, Cole Komet, uh, Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, and DJ Moore. Of course, he's going to have, he's going to have a, in, an incredible opportunity to throw the ball this year. Yeah, I mean, and they added Darnell right on the offensive line. Yeah, yeah, getting getting. I thought it was I thought it was a bit of a reach at nine. I think I think he could have gone in another direction and and been in good shape. But, I agree. I agree. Um. But yeah, that that's why I have Justin Fields so low. Yeah, I mean, I have Mac Jones at twenty one. I just he had a good rookie season, sophomore season. They decided to completely abandon the offensive game. He might end up being traded halfway through this season because of the whole like tiff that he's had with uh, Bill Belichick. And I will say, at number twenty, I do have Mac Jones. At number twenty, I have Geno Smith. Whoa! Wow. Okay. What's it all about? It. It was one season. Good point. He was a bust up until this season. Good point. It was one season. So, as a second round pick, do you think he was a bust or was he just a um? Did he just underperform? He was a bust. You would say a bust. Okay. I mean, coming out of West Virginia, he was supposed to be. The guy for the Jets. Yeah. He wasn't. Then you think he went to the Giants. Wasn't shit over there either. He's he's had a few opportunities. He got to sit behind Russell Wilson for a little bit, learn from Pete Carroll. For that reason and the weapons that they have, I think it's a fair assessment to put Geno Smith at 20. Because they do have the weapons. They have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, JSN, like you mentioned. Um, they have a decent offensive line. Pete Carroll knows a little something about winning. I mean, he got them in the playoffs last year when they should have been picking number one overall. Yeah. I mean, you lose your star quarterback and you think, yeah, it's fine. We're still going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Everyone's going to call you a lunatic. So I think it's fair to keep Geno Smith at 20, but he's only had one season. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I definitely hear, I definitely see where you're coming from. Um, the fact that he has a good supporting cast is what elevates him higher on my list. It's fair than yours. Um, Nineteen, Justin Fields. Okay, I have Matt Stafford. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I have Matt Stafford. Stafford at nineteen. Why? Um, I think last year was an indicator of what's to come. Now, okay, they don't really have any other help. Outside of Cooper Cup to catch the ball, they don't have anybody that can run the ball. Their offensive line is abysmal. Mm-hmm. I think Matt Stafford is still talented enough to get the ball to Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is still good enough to elevate Matt Stafford higher on this list than he should be. Uh, but I, I, I think the better days of Matt Stafford's career are over. Um, had this, had the Patriots done more. I would have put Mac Jones higher on my list than Matt Stafford. Damn. I mean, it's it's just the fact he has no supporting cast. It's Cooper Cup. That's it. It's still better than anybody the Patriots have. Well, and well, <laughs> well, very very true. But I will say, you know, at least the Steelers, at least the Patriots have a decent offensive line. It's fair. At least they. I don't know who they're. I think. Starting running back Stephen Singletary? No, Ramondre Stevenson. It is Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah. I mean, if if you give Matt Stafford a Ramondre Stevenson type back, I think he's I think he's in better shape. But the fact that they you know they didn't really do a whole lot to shore up the running game. Sure, that's that sucked last year. Mm-hmm. 
you know, Cam Akers tried to come back off of tearing that Achilles, and that that Achilles that is one injury that you were not the same after. That's fair. So it's 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 hard for me to put Matt Stafford. It was hard for me to put Matt Stafford this high on the list. Really? But just the fact that I have respect for him and what he's done in his career, that's why I do put him much higher on the list than I. Okay. Than I probably should have. I have more faith in Trey Lance heading into this, this season than I do Matt Stafford. Interesting. I don't necessarily agree with that, but that's interesting. Right. Well, we're not. I mean, I mean, I mean, we're not going to agree on everything. That's why that's your list. That's why this was my list. You and I were beefing on Twitter yesterday. Over we something, were beefing on Twitter over, over something that we didn't agree on. It's like it just happens, you right? Know? Um, but yeah, that's my reason behind Matt Stafford. Um, tell me again. Nineteen. Justin Fields. Okay. Number eighteen. Uh, I got Geno Smith. Okay, so we're kind of we're kind of like ballpark. Yeah, it? yeah. Wasn't wasn't very far off with Geno Smith. The fact that they it's it's the supporting cast that does elevate it for me. Yes, it was one year. Had this have been maybe another like if he did this if this was a second year in a row he's done this, you could see Daniel or Geno Smith possibly in the top twelve. I would think mm-hmm. just because of the weapons alone. But the fact that um, this was a one year, it could have been an anomaly. That's why I do have him lower on the list. Yeah, that's why I could only put him at 20. But at 18 for me, Daniel Jones. Okay. I think. We talked about it Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. Talk, we talked about it Tuesday. If you watched the episode on Tuesday, we, you know. You have Dable. Dable's going to get him right. You got him some weapons up there. Jalen Hyatt, Darren Waller. Uh, they'll have a few guys coming back healthy. I think Daniel Jones has a pretty average season at 18. Okay. That's that's it. 17. It's it's better than where you have had him. I mean la, I mean last year, can you see my list from your angle? Okay, good. I can see that there is a list, but I can't see See like the names of the list. Right. Okay, okay good. Cuz you keep like, glancing over and I keep like moving my computer cuz <laughs> I'm I sure you can see mine. Uh I could see like the names and the numbers and that's it. Fair. I like I can see you written out. Okay. What's on there? 17. Who you got? Uh Kirk Cousins. Okay. I got Derek Carr. Okay. That's uh shocking. I know cuz I'm high on Derek Carr. I hate their head coach. Well, yeah, so do I. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of him. Uh when it comes to Kirk Cousins, um he's a great regular season quarterback. He's going to get his. That's no question. Keep him off keep him off prime time. He might win MVP. You're not lying. <laughs> You're not lying. Yeah. No, Kirk Cousins, I have him a little bit a few positions down lower, but yeah, Derek Carr, man, I have no idea like what he's going to look like in that new offense, what that offense is going to look like. Will Alvin Kamara even be playing on the team? Without Alvin Kamara, that team takes a pretty big hit. Yeah, I, I I do agree with you in that aspect. Uh, the running back that they did draft, he is said that he he did say that he is ready to take on that Alvin Kamara role. Who did they draft? Um, I can tell you in just one second. Uh, no, okay, ESPN, you want to be a little fucker. <laughs> that was aggressive. That was aggressive. I will not take it back, though. I, will, I do not blame you. Um, They do have Jamal Williams. They got Jamal Williams. Uh, Keandre Miller. That's it. Yeah, I'm big on him. Yeah, he's 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 going to be a good running back. Yeah, yeah, Keandre Miller and Jamal Williams do have a potential to be a pretty good one-two punch down there, but Derek Carr at 17, new offense. Yeah, um, for me with Kirk Cousins also, had Just- Justin Jefferson not be- been here, uh, he would be lower down on the list also. Oh, for sure. But Justin Jefferson does elevate him a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, just the weapons they have out there. Yeah. Who do you have at 16? Um, This is going to surprise you. I was on my mountain Tuesday. 
Daniel Jones. Really? I have I I have him at number sixteen. Just the way that the team the, the way the team is constructed, um, I think he's gonna have success this year, but I don't think he'll have more success than Dak Prescott will. Okay. I still prefer him over Dak Prescott. Sure. But just the way that the team is set up short term, I'm still going I'm going with Dak Prescott this upcoming year to have a better season. Um they're making strides to improve the team. The receiving core is gonna be much, much better. Um, he's going to be much better, much more efficient. Um, the touchdown numbers will go up, um, but he's still. I mean, and and Daniel Jones is in the top half of the league now at this point. Yeah, that was quarterback number sixteen. So, um, that's where I have him. Who you got? Sixteen. Dak Prescott. Okay, interesting. So, like I said, like I said on Tuesday, Daniel Jones versus Dak Prescott. It's the battle of mediocrity. Yeah. What mediocre type of quarterback do you want? Do you want a mediocre quarterback that can run a little bit better? but kind of can't throw from the pocket as well? Or do you want somebody that's not as mobile but can throw from the pocket better? Yeah. Battle of mediocrity. Dak Prescott's two points higher. I think ultimately C.D. Lamb, uh, Brandon Cooks, uh, Tony Pollard, some of the other weapons, Michael Gallup, whoever, Peyton Hendershot I think might end up being tight end number one down yeah. there. Plus the, the offensive line, keeping him, keeping him vertical is going to help a lot. Too. And the O-line's better. Yeah. So Dak Prescott at 16. Okay. 15. Who you got? Jimmy Garoppolo. Wow. I know. I have Jimmy G a lot higher than you do. You do, yeah. Jimmy G, like you said, you even said it. He's not great. He's not terrible. He is a he is a right here kind of guy. I mean, granted, he was performing in the Kyle Shanahan offense out there where I like I just said, anybody with thumbs could run that offense. Yeah. Um But he knows Josh McDaniels. He knows the system. He's got weapons. Josh McDaniels is going to take care of him and just, hey, we're going to play a game where we get the ball out, get it into Hunter's hands, get it into Devontae's hands. and Let Josh Jacobs tote the rock. Let Josh Jacobs tote it, and we're going to be fine. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo at 15. I think he's going to have a just above average season. Okay. This is where my list kind of starts to go on its fucking head. This is where th- this is where you're gonna be like, holy shit! I was shit. gonna say, what do you mean by that? Fifteen, Russell Wilson. Wow, you are not sold on him. Dude has one bad year, and you're like, fuck him, throw him to the curb. It, like, I I think the issues are de- are rooted deeper than Nathaniel Hackett. There's even with Nathaniel Hackett, there's no reason why you have a career low in touchdown passes with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton catching the ball. There's no reason for it. I don't care. I don't care how bad the play calling was, how bad the scheme was. You are supposed to be good enough to elevate your team to a certain level. And the team you left was better than you. It's not. It's it's not. Denver a was a dumpster fire. It, it they they were a dumpster fire. Sean Payton took time away from football for he he got he was let go. Didn't really. I don't. I don't know what the situation was when he left New Orleans. I can't remember at this point. Um. But post post Drew Brees, that team sucked. Oh yeah, they're bad. Russell Wilson is not on the same level as Drew Brees. Never has, never will be. Okay. Um. Russell Wilson's lucky. I'm I'm, I'm putting him this high. Interesting. Um. I'm not. I'm. I'm not a believer. I think this past season, you know, it's it's almost the same way with Geno Smith. How it is with Russell Wilson. We're not a believer in Geno Smith. That's why he's lower. Or we're not a believer. This was. 
that this was here, here to stay. I am a believer that the Russell Wilson we saw this past year will get better, but is here to stay. Interesting. I'm I I'm I'm a believer. Yeah. Okay. Who at fourteen? <clears throat> Sean Watson. Wow. Okay. I got Kirk Cousins. Um. Deshaun Watson sucked ass last year. He did. He also missed eleven games. Yeah, sucked ass, touched ass. He shouldn't have. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, we don't. I don't know. I don't know if that's tr- if that's if allegedly. That's tr- uh, he allegedly did. Um, the passing numbers weren't great from Deshaun Watson. Um, same thing with Russell Wilson. Will they improve with an, with a full off season with the team? Sure. Um, but I, I I still don't have him as one of the high quarterbacks in the NFL. Um. I mean, even when he was at his best, his team was still awful. True. Is he? I I I think a really good um, comparison for Deshaun Watson is Russell Westbrook. Just a stat stuffer. Interesting. I feel like Russell Westbrook would not appreciate you putting him in the same sentence as Deshaun Watson. And I, I like I, I'm I'm doing it strictly off of what they mean to their teams. They fill the stat sheet. Yes, that doesn't necessarily translate to success. Okay. All right. As soon as J.J. Watt left, that Texans team got worse. Well, he was the heart and soul of that entire city. Right. You And you're supposed to be this, what people consider the top five quarterback in the league. Losing a defensive lineman who was often very, very injured should not have made a difference. I'm not in charge of that department. Right. I'm not, in char- I'm not in charge of that department either. But that's why I had Deshaun Watson where I have him. That's fair. 14, I got uh, Kirko Bangs. Um, what? Nothing. Can't help it. They lost Adam Thielen. They added Jordan Addison. Still have Justin Jefferson. Still have TJ Hawkinson. Could potentially lose Dalvin Cook, but you still have Alexander Madison. They got all the weapons in the world. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I think Kirk Cousins, like you said, he has the potential to uh, to win MVP as long as he doesn't have a primetime game. John Means hurt his back. Damn it. Yeah, so his uh, <clears throat> return has been delayed. Anyway, 13. Kenny Pickett. Wow, you got Kenny Pickett all the way up at 13? I do, yeah. Um, God bless. I saw a lot of things that I like out of Kenny Pickett. It's fair. I, you know, I, I, I really did. You know, the offensive line is going to be better. Um, Matt Canada is not going to fuck it up for him. Uh, I was talking to a Steelers fan at work. They actually have somebody who can who's called plays before, who is now behind Matt Canada. So, if 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 he shits the bed again this year, which a lot of people think that Matt Canada will, the offensive coordinator there, mm-hmm. they have somebody who can step in and start calling plays. So they 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 have a remedy figured out um, for play calling wise. I like his weapons around him. Um, I don't think he's going to do anything spectacular. I don't think he's going to come out and win a fucking MVP, right? But um, I think Kenny Pickett will definitely have a better season than Deshaun Watson will. Interesting. I like I, I I look. I like George Pickens, Deontay Johnson. He's not going to go a full season without catching the touchdown again. And I'm still a really big fan of Allen Robinson. Okay. I, I really am. I think he got the raw. I think he got the, a, a raw deal in uh, in L.A. and I think he'll uh, bounce back this year. Fair enough. Number thirteen, Tua Tagovailoa. 
Okay. Um, is the injuries for you? It's the injuries, man. Yeah. One concussion, he's done. Yep, I agree. One concussion, and dude, you have to as a league, you gotta pull the plug on him. Yeah, that's that young man's future. Like I mean, he was, he was already considering hanging it up due to health this past offseason. I think if he gets one concussion, I think, I, I think he'll just say, "Fucking, I'm done." Yeah, but given the fact that he has Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill at wide receiver, yeah, I can't keep him outside the top fifteen. Okay. Number twelve, though, I do have Deshaun Watson. Okay. Gotcha. I got him. Uh, I don't think he could do as bad as he did last season. They got him a little bit more help with Elijah Moore. I mean, it's better than whoever was wide receiver two there last year. I think it was DPJ. Elijah Moore's a better uh, wide receiver two. Agree. Um, he got the raw. He got he got a raw deal in New York. He did. He did get that. Although Elijah Moore, fuck you. You uh, you tore Kyle Fuller's ACL yep. week one. Yes, you did. I will never forgive you. Nope. Um, <laughs> but I think Deshaun Watson's set to have a better season than what he did last season. An entire offseason to put in the work. He'll get the go from, from week one, preseason, the whole nine, everything like that. He's not jumping in midway through the season while everybody's got reps, rhythm, everything like that. He's just coming in cold. Yeah. Okay. Um, was that 12? That was number 12. Number 12, I got Dak Prescott. Okay. We've talked about it a little bit already. You know, I think the offensive line keeps him vertical. Um, the weapons that they've added, I, I think um, Dak will have another um, solidly mediocre season. Fair enough. Who you got at 11? I got Derek Carr. Wow. Okay. So I, I know you don't hate Derek Carr. You're just not a big believer in him. So what puts him at 11 for you? I think the defense gives him a lot of opportunities to get the ball in his hands more. Dude, Derek Carr has been the most underappreciated quarterback in the NFL since I've been watching. Derek Carr puts up superstar numbers every single year, but the fact that he can't keep the ball in his hands and the, and the defense can't keep the other team out of the end zone is what has dragged him down so far. He's had a 25th or worse ranked defense every, every single year. year. Yeah, every single year. And in the year where they lost their head coach, their star wide receiver got arrested. I think they cut two or three players from the defense. They made the playoffs. Right. Yeah, Derek Carr was never the issue in Vegas. Um, so coming into that situation in New Orleans with a top ten defense, um, some could say even a little bit higher, but I'll, I'm safe with saying top ten for sure. Um, I think it gives them a lot of opportunities to get the ball back, and um, yeah, I think I think they're going to be in good shape this year. Yeah, I mean with Chris Olave, Michael Thomas. They got two very good uh, wide receivers down there. Like I said, I just there's something about that uh, that head coach. It's not a fan of it. Yeah, I, I mean I'm not either. And that's and the this uncertainty on the offensive line that keeps it that keeps him lower for me as well. You'll have games where they look great. You'll have games where they look porous. So fair. Number eleven for me though. I got Matt Stafford. Wow! Holy shit! Okay. You didn't realize I didn't say his name yet. No. There's still one quarterback whose name we have not said, and I'm actually happy about it. Yeah. Matt Stafford, he's still a great quarterback. He does still have that connection with Cooper Cup. Um, Sean McVay still calling the plays over there. He's going to dial something up to help that offense out a little bit. He understands it's not the same as it was. Like, when they won the Super Bowl, you got to you gotta start playing to 2-2 Atwell strength. You got to start playing to... Um, Skywarnick. 
<laughs> yeah, Ben Ben Skowernick. Um and um why am I Van Jefferson? What's up? Adley, one run shot. Fuck, I didn't bet it. Reno so alright. Reno, this is for you. Reno will bet for a home run. Mm-hmm. It will not hit. But always bet it the day after. He bet Adley had hit a home run last night. He said, make sure you bet it on Friday. And I didn't fucking do it. And I should have. Reno, that's on me. You told me. You gave me the keys to the Ferrari. And I decided to drive the Corolla. You that's on me. You wouldn't even have had to, had to wait too long. Because he did it in the bottom of the first. Damn it. One run. One run shot. Reno, I'm giving you your flowers. Here it is. You gave me the keys to the Ferrari. I, de- I decided to take the Corolla. Yeah. That's on me. Okay, number 10. Fuck. Okay. Russell Wilson. Okay. There's absolutely no way he's as bad as he was last season. Absolutely no freaking way. Look, here he is. He just put it in the chat. Wait for it. Told (laughs) (laughs) y'all. That's so funny. (laughs) Reno, I'm giving you your flowers. That's funny, dude. Russell Wilson, though, at 10. No way he could be that bad. Sean Payton coming in. He's going to fix that offense up a little bit. I don't know what Nathaniel Hackett did over there. Um, God bless. They were terrible. Um, Tim Patrick will be back from injury. They drafted Marvin Mims as well. They still have a very deep receiving core. Um, They have no idea who's playing. Albert O, is he still their starting tight end? I don't even know. Uh, I think. Somebody else stepped in last year because out his Albert Okabonum wouldn't play well. Yeah. Either way, that's how you pronounce the name, by the way. What is it? Okabonum. Thank you. Um, no way Russell Wilson has as bad of a season as he did last year. He has a big bounce back season, and I think uh, I think he has a pretty good season there in Denver at ten. Uh tight end, tight end, tight end. I recognize the name when I see it. He torched us. Yeah. Troutman. Adam Troutman. There it is. Yeah, he fucking torched us. Who do you got at 10, though? Jared Goff. Wow, okay. Got Jared Goff at number 10. Um, a lot of people a lot of people are kind of down on him. They're Or they're not as high on him just because, you know, he's kind of in that same mediocrity realm of Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones. Um, but I, th- I think we'll keep making steps forward. I think they'll find a way to add another receiver before the year starts. And, uh, you know, just the running game, having a guy like Jameer Gibbs out of the backfield to throw to, having David Montgomery who, can, who when it comes time for, like, ne- late November, early December, David Montgomery is the back you want to have. Yeah, he's a very physical back. Very physical, and he always turns it on late. The offensive line is going to be great, and the defense is going to be much better also, giving him more opportunities, more opportunities to throw the ball. Yeah, I actually have Jared Goff at nine. Okay, I like it. There it is. I mean, like you said... Um, I think he's very, very underappreciated. I think I think he's very underappreciated as well. I think he's the second best quarterback in the NFC. And I think the gap between Hertz and him is pretty big, but the gap between golf and the next one is even bigger. That's funny. I didn't even realize until right now I did have him as a number two quarterback in the NFC. Yeah. Jared Goff is the second best quarterback in the NFC. I think the gap between like I said, Hertz and Golf is pretty big, but the gap between Golf and the next one is even bigger. I know it doesn't show on my list, but it's just because yeah. the AFC is so top heavy at quarterback. Okay, number nine, who do you have? I just told you, Jared Golf. Who did? <laughs> I have two at number nine. Really? I do have two at number nine. Um, because of the weapons. The injury history is very scary. It's incredibly scary. But 
having having Tyreek Hill, having Jalen Waddle, um, having Chosen Anderson. They have nothing but speed on the outside. Plus, having Mike McDaniel call the plays, he put he's going to put Tua in a position to succeed. Um, offensive line still concerns me. Yeah, still really concerns me. That's what, and that ultimately could make Tua fall the furthest on this list. But, um, my buddy Brandon almost caught that Adley home run. He said he was like two feet from it. Oh, that's awesome! Damn, as long as it's not Zach Campbell. Do you see that he caught Cedric's ball in New York and tried I, to offer it to Little Man? I did, yeah. Fuck off, Zach. I do not like Zach Hample at all, man. Fuck off. He's so bad for the MLB. Mm. Yeah. Okay, number eight. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Let's go, dude. Number eight, Aaron Rodgers. I have a feeling I have a feeling we're gonna We might go eight for eight with the next with the next eight. I think we might. You and I think alike. We do think alike. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think he has. A, I think he has a lot of potential to really do MVP numbers. Um, but I think those days are behind him now. But it's still the Jets. <laughs> it's still the Jets. I still think they're gonna find a way to fuck it up one way or another. <laughs> bad teams make bad decisions. Bad teams do make bad decisions. <laughs> the Jets are a bad team. Right. <laughs> All right. Aaron Rodgers at eight. We both agree with that. Who you got at seven? Uh, Trevor Lawrence. We disagree. Shit. You Justin Herbert, don't you? No, I do not. Oh. Josh Allen. Wow. Interesting. Okay. I'll explain Josh Allen first. Um <laughs> I said it I said it earlier. Brock Purdy Brock Purdy's the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. Josh Allen's a very, very close second. I like Josh Allen. As so, a person. So, so I like Josh Allen too, but I do not think he's one of the I like Josh Allen as a quarterback too. He wins a lot of football games. He is one of few quarterbacks that if I'm down by three points and there's two minutes left on the game, I would like him at quarterback. Because I know one way or another he's going to get the job done, whether it's in the air or whether it's with his legs. He will get the job done. Yeah, He's shown it year after year in Buffalo, which is why I can't keep him out of the top ten. But outside of Stephon Diggs, there's nothing. They don't trust anybody on that receiving core. No. Now, granted, they have Dawson Knox and they now have Dalton Kincaid at tight end, so they have two very good tight ends. But you can't you can't put those expectations of being a number three option or a number two option on a rookie that early on a rookie tight end. A rookie tight end, yeah, a guy who had injury problems in, at Utah, mm-hmm. but his skill set is off the charts. So I have to I have to keep Josh Allen at seven. He has the potential to move up the board, absolutely. But outside of Stephon Diggs, I don't think that there's a whole lot of trust with anybody else in the receiving room. Yeah, I uh, I do have Josh Allen higher up on my list, not by much, but for the same reasons that everybody praises Josh Allen. It's just, and this is why I really don't like Josh Allen that much. The same reasons they praise him are the same reasons they drag Lamar Jackson down. Oh yeah, I mean Josh Allen lowers his shoulder to get a first down, and they they put him on a holy grail. Lamar Jackson does it. Not sustainable. Yeah, not sustainable. He's Can't gonna do hurt. it. He's gonna get hurt doing it. Um, talking about Trevor Lawrence, though, uh, they've made he made huge leaps last year. I think he's gonna continue to do that again this year. Um, the playmakers he has around him are incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely, Calvin Ridley will be there this year. Yeah, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk. He relied on him a lot. Evan Ingram was back in the fold. The Zay o- Jones. Zay Jones. The offensive line is gonna be really good too. Uh, plus, tra- having Travis Etienne. 
being that do-it-all kind of guy out of the backfield. They drafted another running back, too. Yeah. Who I'm also a fan of. I can't remember his name, but I'm a fan of him. Was it Charbonnet? No, Charbonnet went to the Seahawks. He did go to the Seahawks. You are correct. Come on, ESPN. Get your shit together. Didn't they get the kid out of Texas A&M? Oh, a chain? Is that how you pronounce it? I think. Roster. A rock lobster. Um... Michael Hasty, Dearness Johnson, Quadri Olson, Derek Perry, Tank Bigsby. That's it. Yeah, out of Auburn. Yeah, Tank Bigsby. He's he's a he's a good back. Kind of like kind of like a another version of Travis Etienne. Yep. Um, number six. Just because he's had more sustained success since early on in his career than Trevor than Trevor Lawrence has, I gotta put Justin Justin Herbert. Okay, that's fair. Lamar Jackson. Man, that hurts. Look, I'm trying to be real about this. I I like what the Ravens have done, bringing in OBJ, drafting Zay Flowers, Todd Munkin. I think he's going to be a fantastic offensive coordinator. I think he's going to bring a, a level of energy and some juice to that Baltimore offense that I'm a fan of. And the weapons that are there, how electric Lamar Jackson is as a, as a player, like I said before, he's the most electric football player I think I've ever seen in my entire life. I think he's the most electric football player to grace the NFL since Deion Sanders. Well, and that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, that I've watched in my time, Devin Hester, Percy Harvin, Reggie Bush, Deshaun Jackson. Like, some of, some of these guys are electric on the football field. I think Lamar Jackson takes the cake. Yeah. But I keep him at six because I don't know what the Todd Munkin offense entails. I can't put a stamp on it yet just because I haven't seen it with Baltimore. Of course, he was coaching at Georgia. They won back-to-back national championships. That's fantastic. This is a different league. This is a different skill set as a total offense outside of maybe tight end because Brock Bowers is the best tight end in college football and Mark Andrews is 1B. Yeah, yeah. 1B at tight end in the NFL. I'll say I'll say second best. I'll say second best. It hurts, but... And now we're down two to one. Two to one. <laughs> Shit. Uh, <laughs> so I got Lamar Jackson at six, and I, I I try to be fair. I mean, people may say like, "Oh, you got Kenny Pickett too low at twenty six. but Ravens fans are gonna be like, "Dude, you got Lamar Jackson too low at six. What are you doing?" Yeah, I'm fair about it. I try. I try not to be a homer. I think Lamar Jackson at six is fair. Okay, number five. Who you got? Who'd you say you have at six? Herbert. Okay. Uh, I got Trevor Lawrence at five. Okay. Like you said, I like the pieces. Doug Peterson, probably the second smartest offensive coach in football behind uh, Andy Reid. Second year running that offense. I like uh, I like what the Jaguars have cooking down there. Uh, as long as we do not play them in the postseason. Well, yeah. <laughs> but good, good on you, Jacksonville. Good point. Uh, number five, I'm going with Josh Allen. Okay. Um. Look, I may I may say that Josh Allen's probably one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the NFL. I think the second most overrated quarterback. Um, still an incredible skill set. Cannon of an arm. He's a very, very physical quarterback. Mm-hmm. Incredibly hard to, br- to bring down when you're trying to sack him. Inc- even harder to bring down when he gets out of the pocket and breaks contain. Yeah, he's hard to tackle in the open field for a little bit of a different reason versus Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, you know, is going to make he's you shifty. miss. He's shifty. He's going to make you miss every He will time. make you miss. Josh Allen could make you miss. He also could embarrass you on national television by running your ass over. Yeah, and the simple fact that he still does have Stephon Diggs there um, 
Gabe Davis is still there, of course, as well. They don't trust him as much as they as much as I think they should. Um, he's still gonna he's still gonna make plays. Um, th- I that's why I have Josh Allen five. Okay, who you got a four? Ah, uh, Lamar. Okay, I have Lamar Jackson coming in at number four. Um, you know, again, this is kind of going off of what's going to happen this upcoming season. I think with the with the additions that we made at wide receiver, bringing in Todd Munkin, you know, I think I think that's going to do a lot of wonders for what for what Lamar's going to do. Um, yes, he has not gotten hurt running the ball. He has not gotten hurt on a running play, but all the running plays that Greg Roman called definitely took a toll on Lamar Jackson's oh, it body. doesn't help. Yeah, it does it does not help whatsoever. I mean, Lamar Jackson was on the injury report every other week. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes due to his own yeah. doing. Yeah, so, sometimes somersaulting into the end zone. Exactly, and bruising his fucking hip. <laughs> um but I think the I think the one thing that everybody's gonna see this upcoming season that we haven't been we haven't had the opportunity before, I think you're gonna see just how much of a savant Lamar Jackson actually is. That was a big word. Right. Todd Munkin Todd Munkin's giving him complete control of the offense. You don't like it, change it. You see something, do it. I don't care. This is the play. This is what I want to run. If we come out and you see something completely different, do what you want. And I think now you're really gonna get to see why Lamar Jackson is so highly regarded around the NFL, aside from just his skill set. Fair. I think you're I think you're gonna see a different type of Lamar Jackson. This whole running back notion is going to be killed. Oh, I hope so. People are still going to joke about it. That's, well, that's fine. It's the internet. I don't have a problem with that. You're still going to joke about it. We know what's true. I think you're going to see just how intelligent Lamar Jackson is when it comes to playing the quarterback position this upcoming season. And I think that's why he jumps back into that top four conversation. Hey, I hope so. NFL. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. At four, I have Justin Herbert, though. Okay. Um, I. For various, very obvious reasons. He's in- incredibly gifted. Incredibly gifted. He was playing with broken cartilage in his ribs last season. Right. Um, the wide receivers couldn't stay healthy. If they can, they also added Quentin Johnston, who is just a tall, fast receiver. Can't catch the ball with his hands to save his life, but he can still catch a football. And they added Kellen Moore, an offensive coordinator. Yeah. I really love that hiring. I did not think he should have been fired from uh, Dallas. I don't think that he was the problem. Mm-mm. I think I think Kellen Moore is like he's going to be in his bag this season with that offense. He's going to be on cloud nine. He's going to be like eating sidewalk chalk. He's going to be like having a fucking time. <laughs> sidewalk chalk, what the fuck? I, look, he might be a very smart football player. I don't know how he is outside. Of, or a smart football coach. I don't know how he is outside of that. I saw I saw a crazy statistic that of all the of all the starting quarterbacks over the last what, 4 years now at this point, there's been one quarterback that has not had a three interception game. And that's Justin Herbert. The guy doesn't turn the ball over. That's false. No, no, you're right. I was thinking of the playoff game, but that was Trevor Lawrence that threw three because Asante Samuel Jr. had two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Justin Justin Herbert has never had a game where he's thrown three interceptions. Good on him. Um, Number three, this is where I think we're going to fall on the line. Joe Burrow. Never mind. <laughs> and Jalen Hurts. Okay. Um, It's hard to critique these guys at this point. I just think out of the three quarterbacks remaining, I just think Jalen Hurts has... I just, I just, I think Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes are a step above Jalen Hurts. 
I think what Jalen Hurts offers with his legs separates him from Joe Burrow. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I I, I do agree with you in that in that aspect. But I will say where Jalen Hurts and Jalen Hurts has incredible receiving targets. Mm-hmm. I but if he had what Joe Burrow has, I think you would put him higher. So I think I think just the sheer fact that he has two guys for sure. Tyler Boyd could be a solid number two on a team if if given the opportunity. But given the fact that he has two guys who would be a top ten receiver if they were on another team, I think that's that that elevates him higher than Jalen Hurts' running ability. Look, Joe Burrow is a bastard to bring down in the pocket because he just has these subtle little movements yeah. that make you miss. It's nothing crazy. For being, it's just a little shoulder twitch. It's a little move. It's a it's a tiny step up. It's a tiny step back. Yeah, but it works. It is wildly efficient. Yeah, for being as big as he is, he's very very deceptively athletic. It's just it's just these tiny little movements. It's enough. Yeah, it's enough that your hand grazes his shoulder pads, but you don't get a you don't get jersey. Yeah. It's it's just enough. He has incredible pocket awareness. He's a bastard to bring down yeah. in the pocket. Uh, but I do, and I still do like their offensive weapons: Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, uh, Irv Smith at tight end. I'm assuming you have Jalen Hurts coming in at number two, correct? I have Jalen Hurts coming in at number two, and Patrick Mahomes at one. Okay, we I, I we didn't really have to discuss who was coming at number one. We knew who was. That 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 is what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, that yeah that was that was a foregone conclusion. Um. I mean, you know, I I gave Jalen Hurts his flowers. We just gave Jay Bur- Joe Burrow his flowers. I mean, what you, what more? What what can you fucking say about Patrick Mahomes? Has been said already. He's possibly the greatest quarterback of of this current generation. We gave him shit because it's like, oh, he just throws it up to Tyreek Hill because he openly admitted he's like, fuck it, Tyreek's down there somewhere. Yeah, and we gave him shit for it. Well, he just won a Super Bowl without him. Without with he had won an MVP without him. Won an MVP without him. Won a Super Bowl without him. Yep. What are you gonna say? He can't read a defense. There's there's nothing that you can say about Patrick Mahomes now. And we that, did that 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 hasn't been uh, proved otherwise. We did say we we said it on here. It was said elsewhere too that he can't read a defense. He put that to bed. But every single every single question that has been called that has came about came up about him. He can't do it without Tyree Kill. He can't read a defense. Um, now the whole now the whole conversation is going to be oh, he won't be able to do it without Travis Kelsey. Guess what, people? He fucking will. First of all, I'm sorry, Patrick. I gave you too much shit early on it, but it's because I hated your brother and your wife. I'll say it. I don't hate her as much anymore. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad she settled down. Yeah, I'm glad Jax Mahomes is in jail. That is also. I- I'm just happy he's not running rampant through the streets anymore. Me too. Got to be careful. Can't say that I'm glad he's in jail. They could they could like sue us for defamation. That's a good point. Um, I'm just glad that he is not making his brother look like an ass. Yeah, I I kind of felt bad. Like once I stepped back, I kind of felt bad for Patrick that his brother like took all of the light from him. Yeah, Patrick could throw for 400 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. But all anybody cared about was Jackson Mahomes spilling water on his hand. Yeah, it's all anybody cared about. Um. Patrick, I'm sorry. I gave you too much shit early on. Said you couldn't read a defense. You put that to bed this year. You had to when your receivers were Juju, MVS, and Skymore. Yeah. Um, you put that to bed. But also, like, what? what 
why are we giving him so much shit for having Travis Kelsey at tight end? He didn't draft him. No. Why are we giving? Why? Well, we- that that's going to be the narrative next. Well, sure, they're going to find anything to like complain about. Right. He he won't be able to do it without Travis Kelsey. That's going to be the next narrative that comes around for Patrick Mahomes. But I'm 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 telling you, he's going to be able to. Yeah, I mean, of course, that's going to be the narrative, but... Look, the Chiefs, the Chiefs have done nothing to help him defensively the entire time that he's been there. No, God, no. The secondary, the secondary's been atrocious. They've had to, they've had to rely on young players who st- who stepped up. Um, they've gotten rid of two of their three best players. Right. Tyron Matthew and Frank Clark. Yeah. I mean, look, there's nothing more that you can say about Patrick Mahomes in a negative way. Yeah. There's nothing you can say about him. Is he going to have bad games? Sure. Will he have times where he throws for four picks in a game? I'm sure he will. There's uh, 32 guys on this list that are going to have a, at least one bad game this season. Right. Yeah, 32 guys that will have that. Right. Every, everybody's bound to have a bad game this season. But the fact of the matter is, he is so gifted at the quarterback position. It's incredible. Tom Brady just knew how to win. He knew how to get it done. He, he Tom Brady always did his homework. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes literally could not do any homework and still throw for 35 touchdowns. Yep. He's just that good, people. Yeah. He is just that good. His instincts are incredible. You want to talk about you want to talk about sneaky athletic Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And look, I don't like I don't like giving him credit. I I do not like the Chiefs at all. I I do not like the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, but to but it it is it is now coming to a time where it is getting increasingly and increasingly harder to knock Patrick Mahomes. And now at this point, I can honestly say I cannot knock him. Yeah, I mean, it's you want to pressure him, fine, he'll torch you. You want to sit back in coverage, he'll he'll pick you he'll pick you to pieces. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You want to lock everybody up, he'll get out of the pocket and run for it. Yeah, it's like saying Steve Young wasn't. Steve Young isn't great because he had Jerry Rice and Terrell Owens. Right. It's like at 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 this point there's nothing he did he did it with the superstar receiver, he's done it without the superstar receiver. Every time every time he steps on the field, every single season, it's been something new. New running back, new offensive line, entire new receiving room. Entire new receiving room. Entire new defense. It doesn't matter. It's always been the same. He is just that good. He's good for a conference championship. He is going to remain that number one spot for the next ten years. Well, I don't. I don't see anybody unseating him. Somebody could. I. I mean, I'm. I. There. There will be times where by the end of the season there will be there will be quarterbacks you could say had a better season. No doubt in my mind. Sure. That in in all honesty, it'll probably happen this year. Somebody will probably have a better season than Patrick Mahomes statistically. Mm-hmm. But as far as the best quarterbacks in the NFL, pure skill wise, I don't see anybody that's better than him. It's fair. It's very fair. Yeah, I'm with you. That's our QB's list. That's our QB list. Next time, probably next Friday, we'll do one for the running backs, too. I'm in. Tuesdays are kind of like the shorter episodes. Friday, we can do the longer ones. Yeah, absolutely. This one was long. This is going to be a long one, so we're just going to briefly touch on it. NBA, Boston Celtics, Miami Heat. 
I'm going to leave out the, the other part that I wanted to talk about. Boston kind of battling back. Series is 3-2. to two. They're heading back down to Miami for Game 6 tomorrow night, Saturday night. What's your thoughts? I still think Miami takes it. They got to do it. They got to do it tomorrow. Yeah, you got to win Game if 6. If this goes back to Boston, it's done. First team ever to win, come back from 3-0. Yeah, if, the, if it goes back to Boston, it's over. But I still think Miami can do it. Um, they're still getting solid production from everybody across the board. They just need that game from Jimmy Butler. That's all they need now. That's true. I will say um, the Tuesday night game, you know, the game that uh, don't let them win, Jalen yeah. Brown, uh-huh. Marcus Smart, students did not come out firing. They no. came out and combined for 27 points. Jason Tatum had 33. So if you're going to come out and say it, you got to back it up. Now, I will say Thursday night game, Boston won 110 to 97. Jalen Brown came out and backed it up a little bit. Jalen Brown had 21. Marcus Smart had 23. So they combined for 54 points that game. They backed it up. So they got to come right on game six. That's a bold statement. Don't let us win one. You got the momentum. You're going down to Miami. Gabe Vincent, I think, that, is going to be out again. Yeah, that's going to be a rowdy crowd. It's going to be a rowdy crowd. Now, like you said, if it goes to Game 7 in Boston, forget it. Boston won. Forget it. They, they are going to be so amped up. That Boston crowd, the only word you're going to... They, they won't be able to air any audio from that game because there, there's going to be N-words flying every third okay. word. Boston is known for it. I know, but we didn't have to say it. It's not like it's not out there. Well, it's true. Boston is one of the, Boston is a very racist crowd. They've like other players have said it like, "Hey, you know what? That's what you expect from Boston. If you watched winning time on the Magic Johnson and Kareem Lakers, you heard it then." They're like, "Hey, that's Boston." Boston and Utah. Boston and Utah. Yeah, Utah seems to be I bet. Cut from that uh cut from that same cloth. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just Mormons. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> but yeah, I dude, it's there's already rumors that in game five you could hear a fan calling Jimmy Butler the N word. Hmm. I listened to the video, I didn't hear anything, but there's also because there's forty other thousand people creating background noise. I don't, think, I don't think it's that I don't think it's that big of an arena. It's probably not that big. But there's, there's a like, lot of other background noise. Maybe like twenty thousand people. It's still a lot of background noise. Yeah. I don't know. Boston's gonna be throwing out all sorts of slur words. <laughs> some that may, may even be new to some of the players. Yeah. Some that probably they've never even heard. There's there's probably a group of people in Boston right now just making up different slurs that they can call people. Like that Boston crowd is insane. I hope that Boston has enough decency not to do it because it's not okay. Well, they throw a banana peel at Adam Jones, so they know damn well they don't. Yeah, they don't. They're fucking ruthless. Yeah. Fuck you, Boston. I said it. We just lost our Massachusetts rating. We did. I don't think we have anybody from Massachusetts. We're fine. It's okay. I'm not a Boston fan anyway. I'm a Wizards fan. I I, I just I do not like Boston. Like Jason, like Jason Tatum, I don't like Boston. Yeah? It's fair. It's just how it is. Let's go ahead. Let's get on out of here for the weekend. That's our QB list. 
we think uh, Miami better close it out to, uh, tomorrow night, or it's over for them. It's it's not better. They have to, or they're done. They better close it out. They better close it out, or it's over. Hopefully, they can, so they can save themselves the the absolute slaughtering from the Boston fans. Yeah, game seven. Yeah, they're gonna need it. God bless. All right, let's have a good uh, let's have a good weekend. You guys have a good weekend as well. Um, stay safe. Make good choices. Enjoy the long weekend. And we'll catch you guys on Tuesday. Yep. Thanks, guys. Happy Memorial Day. We will see you Tuesday.